Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another amazing episode of your Heroes of Noise podcast. I am one half of this dynamic duo. My name is Steve. Buenos dias. My name is Dan Ramirez. Some people, you, you might know me as Vitamin D, maybe D-licious, D-boogie, D-rock, something like that. But today, simply just call me Dan. Welcome to episode 112 of Heroes of Noise. How y'all doing today? I'm not appreciating you, Dan. Why's that? Or the group today. What do you, what do you, what? Oh. I am so disappointed in our listeners. Hey, man, facts are facts, dude. They're not. We'll talk about it later, but I am very disappointed today. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to talk about this because it was like when we get to it, the listener results, it was uh it was pretty much a sweep except for That's family okay. relation. Am I going to have to start putting up video of me fighting? Maybe. <laughs> does it exist? I don't think it does. I will put on the whole freaking outfit with the headband and start <laughs> demonstrating on things in my backyard and just keep it in our Heroes of Noise, <laughs> the noise group, me beating up random things in my backyard. <laughs> I will come by and film that shit for you. I promise you. <laughs> I want to take you over to a local packing house and let you just tear up the meat. I'll walk by things and be like, what'd you say? What? And just start beating it up. You talking to me, Bush? <laughs> How's your week, man? My week is on Coyobla. Wow. So far, so good. Dan, in a minute, I have something to talk to you about. But I want someone else in on this conversation. That's a good thing. Do you want to take over this part? You want me to nope, do it? What do you it's all you. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, every once in a while we get a guest on that is just so goddamn incredible. We don't really know what to do with ourselves. Uh, this you may let me just explain it this way. You're not going to get a better guest than this guy, and you're not going to get a better guest either. I just said guest, but check yeah, this out. I that, yeah. yeah, I know. I was just waiting for you to do that. It is a word. It is a word though. <laughs> It is, but it's not the word I was looking for. And it would be gist, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So let's just start that over again. Ladies and gentlemen, because I got to do this right. You may know him from movies from the heart. You may know him from books from the heart and the animated Batcast. And coincidentally, he's America's sweetheart, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to welcome to Heroes of Noise for the second time, Mr. Paul Hart. What's going on, buddy? Hey, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. That was such a amazing intro. At first, I was expecting you to say a different name after all those accolades. Like, oh, God, who else have they got on? <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. It's good to talk to you. It's exciting to be on. This is awesome. You should know. Actually, you do know. I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. We're actually recording this, ladies and gentlemen, with our... This is the first time we've ever used Zencaster. So... I don't think it's going to seem clunky or anything like that, but we don't really know exactly how this show is going to come out. But I'm going to go ahead and put the name in right now, Zencaster, because if it sounds wonderful, I'm going to praise it. I'm going to just go to the highest mountaintop and praise it. If it doesn't, blame Zencaster. Steve. Yes. Let's, uh, let's talk about the events of last week and why you're upset with our listeners. Okay, here's the thing. I trust the listeners. Yeah. Normally. Normally. And last week, there was a situation where I was going to we had a hypothetical of me fighting an elderly gentleman. Sylvester Stallone. Yes, the elderly man we aforementioned. And <laughs> we were like, oh, this would be a good thing to give to the listeners because I trust their opinion. Because we have genius listeners. But, Boy, I've realized, but I've realized 
that, you know, not everybody knows everything about everything. Fighting just might not be in our in our listeners' portfolio of knowledge, which is fine because they decided that an elderly man could beat me in a fight. It was a sweep. It's not just any elderly man. It's it's Sylvester Stallone. Now, if it was like Alan Alda, I, I take you. <laughs> I take you all day, every day over the guy from MASH. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Yeah, Alan Arkin, too. Gee, I don't think <laughs> there is not a. Okay, never change that. Michael Douglas, you got him. Michael Douglas, you could kick the shit out of him. <laughs> I could take. Lawrence Here's the Welch. thing: it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a like. I didn't think it was a conversation. I thought it was a. Bo- I was like, oh, this is a throwaway. This is a throwaway convo because I am crushing that man's lineage. But no. <laughs> People actually think that this little man is going to fight. And that's okay. That's okay. Because one day I'm going to see that dude, man. I'm going to see him better hurry. on the red carpet and be like, listen. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's all I'm going to say. I would die if TMZ just came out with footage one day, like local man punches Sylvester Stallone in the face. <laughs> <laughs> At Armor's Market. Yeah, just some crazy place. You got to beef with you, Stallone? Hey, what are you talking about? Hey, what's your fucking problem? My listener said I couldn't do this with <laughs> you. <laughs> Gee, listen, I'm telling you, here's the thing. I, I and I don't appreciate <laughs> that was a funny freaking picture. <laughs> I get online yesterday and I go to our our, our page. Why does Rob Forrest? Oh, this is so good. How does he have me looking like a herb though? <laughs> I was, I mean, it's all them vegetables, dude. It's all them vegetables you eat. No, I was like, protein. I said, of all the pictures you could have used, you used Sylvester Stallone looking dope, and he used some random freaking whatever for my body. I'm like, he's like, oh, that's the only body I could find that was turned in that certain direction. Was it? Was it the only body you could find turned in that direction? You couldn't have paused a WWE wrestler at the perfect moment and then put my, <laughs> my face on him. Dude, I laughed so hard. It could have been worse, Steve. It could have been my body. Will you stop it? <laughs> Will you stop it? I, I, no. You know good and well you have a dope body. Freaking Paul the Hitman Hard over there. Oh, I make the Pillsbury Doughboy jealous. Absolutely. Stop it. You could have borrowed my barrel chest. <laughs> you know what? I would have taken the barrel chest. I would have taken the barrel chest. I just looked like a herb next to, and then <laughs> it was so. I laughed so hard yesterday looking at that picture. I was like, "Oh my god!" Really now good. I see. It's fantastic. It <laughs> is fantastic, and I see why people thought he could win. Because I was like, "Oh, because I look like a herb in the picture." I totally understand. <laughs> However, yeah, that's why. <laughs> in real life. I'm taking that man, G. What are we talking about, man? I'm taking him. I mean, I have a list of about 100 people I'm taking. This conversation is two podcasts old, and we still managed to talk about it on the phone yesterday for about 20 minutes on whether or not you could do this or not. Like, it's not happening. I don't, I don't know how you're even having a conversation. I don't know how you're having a conversation, Dan. I really don't. I don't know why this is more than a two-minute conversation. You put yourself up against Hulk Hogan and said you'd take him. You put yourself up against Chris Hemsworth, and you said you'd take him. You did. This is this is all fact. 
I know, but I did say, I said, I don't know if he could go. I know that he's a super nice guy. He might take me, but it's a conversation where I'm just like, I don't know. Would I back down? I would look up at him and be like, you're a big fella. However, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how nice. You just might be nice. One of them nice Nordic cats. Nordic? He has that Viking Australian. Blood, so who knows? Yeah, but I mean, Steve, he did survive Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. So I don't know if that's somebody I want to fight. <laughs> yeah, survive that shit. I mean, come on. I, I mean, okay. you're talking about Tango. Here, dude. We're back to Sylvester Stallone in case you folks don't know. Yeah. But hold on real quick. Okay, go. Yesterday, go ahead, you also ahead. put yourself up against uh-huh. Tom Cruise and also uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Arnie, come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, you think so? Are we still having a conversation? Okay. <laughs> now, I didn't say I could. T- remember, I told you, I was like, I don't know because he's he's like a, he's the Austrian oak. So he has that Austrian oak still in him. Like, from back in the day, his bone structures is different. So he's like an oak. He's literally the Austrian oak. So he is a he is an aberration of mankind from the time he was 15 years old. So that one, I don't know. Everybody else is, yeah, for sure. It's either a possibility or I'm taking him. The Austrian oak, I don't know if I could put him in this conversation because he's not a human being. Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a human being. I want to bring up the video that I was talking about yesterday. If you folks recall, I don't know if it was maybe a year ago, but it was Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was around, I don't even know where he was. It was in some other country and he was there, you know, just doing like a guest spot and it looked like it was in like a gymnasium basketball court. Yeah, it was for his, uh, it was for his kids fitness thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. This fucking legendary. Right. This dude (laughs) comes from across the basketball court running full speed, jumps in the air, and gives him a drop kick to the back. And Arnold doesn't move. He was like, what was that? Glala mosquito bit me. What is this? What is this on my back? Is it um, some type of fly? It was he. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing on my back? (laughs) (laughs) Glala. I can't reach it because my arms are too big. It's tickling my back, tickling my scapula. I got the back acne from the steroids. (laughs) Glala. You popped five zits. <laughs> but <laughs> but he, he didn't move at all, though. That's the thing I'm telling you, Steve. There's no way in hell. There's no right. question. Like, I don't even think this He's is up for debate. Being. He's not yeah. a human being. I don't right. count him as a, like, I mean, dude, I used to, like, study that dude. When you, you know, when you first get into working out, you study Arnold Schwarzenegger. And when you look at him at, like, 16, you're like, oh, I'm never going to be that. Okay, cool. Got it. He was a, he was not human. He was not a human being. But everyone else, dude, what are we talking about? Like, okay, doing? but the wild card, the one that you could not answer, was Tom Cruise. Of all people, Tom Cruise was the one you're like, ah. <laughs> because I like I told I told Dan, I was like, if you're stuck in a room with a cat, the cat's gonna hurt you because it just goes cat wild. It seems like Tom Cruise is like he'll go cat wild on you, where you're like, where is this guy? He just like he fights you, and he's gone. You're like, where did where did where he go? You're like, okay, Tom Cruise is crazy. So who knows? He might like take a bite out of my neck or something like that. He just seems like that guy. (laughs) He seems like that dude. But everyone else, I'm like, yeah, there's no, I know how uh, uh, Arnold or um, Sylvester Stallone's going to fight. I know how he's going to fight. What about the dude from Napoleon Dynamite? What? (laughs) 
talking about the the kung fu? Come forget about him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rex Quando. That was his name. <laughs> you think a failure goes home to Starla every night? Oh my god, that movie. Forget about it. <laughs> Bow to your sensei. <laughs> This guy became a success looking like a Peter Pan. <laughs> I like when he smacks the dude up, Napoleon's brother. I'm just like, geez. Oh, my God. So oh yeah, the oh, cage God. fighter. <laughs> you know what movie in that, in that like circle doesn't get a lot of props that it deserves? What's that? Nacho Libre. That is one of the funniest moves ever. I think that's one of the funniest moves that movies ever. Nacho. But here's the thing. Couldn't be made today. No way, dude. That is a very offensive movie. People need to calm down. Funny's funny. No, I know. That one, there's, I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm not offended. I get it. You're not offended by most things. <laughs> Somebody yeah. could burn a cross on your lawn and be like, hey, it's good light. <laughs> hey. <laughs> wow. I can now see better. I'm like, Dan, I think this is offensive. No, people need to freaking PC bull. I'm like, I, I think this might be. I'm warming my hands on the cross. <laughs> Chilly You're night. one of those that don't get offended easy by that. <laughs> Losing I think most people, most people are offended by it. A lot sensitive, of too sensitive. Yes, you're right. Oh yeah, uh, no, that's not too sensitive. If somebody was like, "I'm going to do a movie called Brother Man from Another Man," and it was some dude be like, "Hey, hey, suck a job, techie," I'd be like, "No, no, 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 no. What? we're not, we're not doing this movie." <laughs> that's what he's doing he's putting on an affect and i'm like i can see how someone could be offended by that that title came way too quick to you man <laughs> i know wasn't that quick brother man from another man that's pretty dope hey that jeffrey a good one. <laughs> I, I i would see that movie in a heartbeat brother man i think i'd be pretty good i'd have to get the fro and the bell bottoms but i think i'd be pretty good at the brother oh man, man with like the 70s music hell yeah Hey, let me tell you something, man. Jeffrey, uh, have talked to Jeffrey. We've come up with a lot of good movies on this. I forgot some of the things we came up with on this show, Dan. A lot. Did you talk about other stuff this week? A grip. Like we went went through. Why uh, am I not included in this conversation? Well, no. What happened was I was like, "Hey, Jeffrey," um, I hit him up because you were. I don't know what happened. He asked you about Saturday, and I think you were busy. No, so I just Saturday. I hit him up. uh, Well, I'm saying you were busy not answering you weren't able to answer the the tweet and so i hit him up and i was like we should do this and all of a sudden we started lit, talking about the different things i was like oh my god we've come up with a lot of different movies on this show i'm kind of getting excited about this dude we should we even talk about it yet no i don't think so i think it's premature we probably just <laughs> no keep it cryptic we'll tell paul afterwards because he's on yes we're gonna talk i'll, I'll tell paul but uh and Ooh, then I, I came up with on the ends. Yes. And I came up with a check out. Let me tell you how touched I was. I, I came up with a horror movie and I told my son and my son, you know, Ma's reaction. He's like, turns to me and then turns back to the uh, video games. and keeps going. I was like, Oh, <laughs> he's not interested at all. And I tell, I tell Jeffrey about it. And he's like, Oh, uh, Maj told me all about it when he came over. He was like, oh, check out this idea. See, it's the quiet ones that you have to worry about. I was like, I didn't know that he would like it. But I just don't know, though. I don't know. Can I tell you about a movie that I had uh, an idea for back in the 90s? I could have made this movie in the 90s, but I I can't make this movie today. Is it better than your board game? 
it's, it's <laughs> forgot about the board game. You can't, we can't talk about that board game, Steve. Please tell me Jesus, it's a reboot dude. of Ladybugs. Oh, no, is, is it a reboot no. of Ladybugs, dude? You got to tell Paul the board game. Okay, but I can't do it on the show. We'll do Why it off not? air. We'll do it because off air. You're not. A, I, you're not offended. I'm not. There's so many, so many fucking crybabies right. out there. I'm not trying to offend anybody. But I'll tell you. Know okay, number one. Just say it, Doc, because you're. It doesn't offend you. You're the person it should offend, so you should tell it. I, it's it's old. It's it's passe, Steve. I'm not gonna do. It. Let me give you another one. Okay, let me get you one from the Dan, Dan, can you give me? Two, two, can you give? Just give real quick for the like, and we have new listeners. Uh huh. Yeah, this is the time I want to do that with the new listeners. <laughs> oh my God, that was good. You got it. You got, now you have to. I don't have to do anything, Steve, but I kind of want to. That'll but I don't want to get yes. no, because you know why? Because it'll yeah. be episode one twelve where it all went bad if I do that. Because it's already no, built well. up now. Of course, Damn. it'd be the one I'm on, but let the hate flow through <laughs> you and tell us. Thank Damn. you, thank you, Dan. There's no Come hate. On. It's just it's just funny. I just I yeah, don't it's funny. So okay. yeah, go ahead. No, go I'm ahead. gonna give you another one. Let's check this out. Oh. So back in the '90s, right? Yes. I came up with this concept for a movie because there were movies like this that were coming out. Um, do you remember a movie? This was in the eighties, but it had, it was like, I think it might've been Denzel's first movie. It was called um, carbon copy. Do you remember yes. this movie? Okay. So it's along the lines of that. Okay. okay. So what it is, is there's this, uh, this young Chinese couple and they're trying really hard to have a baby. Right. And mm-hmm. things are going wrong and it's just not happening for them. So they finally end up, ha- they are successfully pregnant and they go through the term and everything. And you know, we can paint the movie as it goes along, but here's the meat and potatoes of it. The baby's born, right? And when it comes out, they're both Chinese, but the baby is Caucasian, right? And wackiness ensues. But do you want to know the title of the movie? <laughs> Two Wongs Make a White. Jesus. <laughs> Steve, just nowhere. There's total silence on his end. Oh, and I'm a goddamn teacher. I can't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop with the silence already. <laughs> and you want me okay. to do the other one? You're crazy. <laughs> this was the 90s when I thought of this. Give me a break. I was just following suit of all the other That's ones. That's a long way for a title. But could you imagine, though? That would be zany. Would it? <laughs> you know what? It's the long-awaited sequel to The Farewell. <laughs> i still haven't seen that movie steve you just ruined the show you derailed it and you turned me into a racist and i don't like no it. no i'm saying i it's it's it, i no i'm not i said okay that's i think that that's better than your board game he just doesn't want anything to take away from his movie title that, that he just dropped a couple minutes Gee, ago brother man from another man that's funny <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it'll be about. You know what? Maybe one day the, the game will surface, but the way you go, wow. It just puts such a different tone on things, and I'm just not into the movie. Okay, number one, let me tell you something. You're very creative, Dan. You are, very. You are very creative, and I appreciate you giving us the the, uh, the your the, a, a peek inside your brain. I appreciate it. My 90s brain. Sure. <laughs> oh, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> It's probably the Zencaster feed, because I didn't say that. I don't know what this is. Uh-huh. Zencaster error. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we move on, please? Let's go. Let's Moving go. Jesus forward. Christ. Moving forward. All right, Steve. So what do you want to talk about now? Uh, it's kind of, I mean, there's nothing. I w- oh, shizen. 
there is something I do want to talk about. So mm-hmm. yesterday I'm at work talking to my IT friend. We're talking computers and jazz, right? Ethernet cables and such. Actually, oddly enough, a lot of that. We're talking about pinging. I didn't know what pinging was and how you ping something to see that if it's receiving or exporting information. We're talking about stuff. And so um, he's like, oh, I brought something for you. I'm like, oh, snap, tell me where it is. So we go into the IT room. And he brings out some goggles. And I'm like, well, whatever is this, bruv? And he says, it's the it's the Oculus Go. Oh. I mean, I'm like, I don't know, man. Sure, why not? He's like, all right, cool. He he takes out a cover for your face so that you don't put it directly on your face because of the coronavirus. It's like a it look you it looks like a, a um Robin mask so that it protects your face. Yeah, perfect time to be doing this. It's a condom for like goggles. Yeah, totally. Bingo. That's exactly what it. Thank you, Paul. Exactly what it is. So I put it on, and he puts the thing on. Immediately, Paul and Dan, I am in another world. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He said, hold on. Let me take you to this, uh, to New York. And he, I'm in New York, Dan. Paul, I'm looking around. I'm seeing, I don't need to go to New York anymore. I've been there. (laughs) I've been to freaking New York now. And so, but (laughs) this one, and so this girl's dancing all exotic. He's like, that girl looks dope, doesn't she? I'm like, I'm not even looking at the girl. I'm in New York. Look at New York. This is nuts. And he's like, okay, let me send you somewhere else. So authentic. You saw Rebecca Dolly in there. (laughs) Gave her a wave. They had some pizza together. He took him him to get the best slice. I don't know how they do this. I, I had to ask about the technology that goes into this. And he explained, here's how you, here's how they fake the real experience, but it's authentic. Like I was looking everywhere. Obviously it's, the go is only 180, not 360. But if you look all the way around you, you are in New York. And so he's like, okay, how about this? Let me take you somewhere else. And so he, uh, he's like, here you go. And all of a sudden I hear something in my ear. It's black, right? Something in my ear. He's like, all right. All we know is that there are zombies on the first floor. Make sure you get Okay, I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm looking all the way around in this elevator I'm in. He's like, do you have your gun? Do you have your gun? And I'm like, I don't know if I have my gun. And I pick up the controller and the gun is on me. I'm like, wait, wait. He's like, cock your weapon. Make sure you cock your weapon. And it tells you how to do it. And the guy, click, click. And you pull up the gun with your controller. The elevator opens. Zombies come at me. And I get the killing. I said, wait a minute. This is real. Dan, Paul, I'm getting an Oculus. There's no question. You're sold, huh? I, this is, people don't, it's a new world. And then he put me in some lobby where I could just go into people's store who are real people that there's that are just selling stuff. I'm like, this, you can just get lost in this. And obviously he's like, don't go to my library though. I'm like, I'm already knowing why. Oh no. Shit. He said, don't go into my library. I said, oh, I'm knowing. I'm knowing, brother. All right, so I definitely have a question. Like, at one point, did you ever forget you were actually wearing, like, the Oculus? Because I've never seen videos, like, a couple years ago where they are screaming. So that kind of scares me, especially, like, if you're in the trial run or someone's, like, showing you and they, like, put you into, like, the zombie thing. They're like, you got your gun. 
what if somebody like is actually so into it, they actually have a gun on them and they like pull it out and just like start fucking shooting into the air. That's the thing that scares me the most about this. That is totally possible. Cause let me right? tell you something. I forgot, I, w- I forgot I had the, like there's a part where all of a sudden I felt like that I was getting bitten or but on the side. And then you forget, you have to look around yourself to make sure nothing's coming from. So you look beside yourself and there's just a, zombie biting on you and you just got to shoot it close contact and i'm like this is the freaking business this is what i want and he's and he told me he's like do you ever want to skydive i can put on the skydive you ever want to do anything like say you're like oh i want to go to malaysia i want to go to india walk around yeah you're in and it's real it's not no it, it is legitimately you are there i said why haven't i why, why Why? don't I know about this? He said, well, a lot of people do. It's just most, a lot of people also don't. But the people who are into VR are all the way in. And I totally get why. And I am now all the way in. It was, I took off the goggles and gave them back to him. And I was like, there's moments in your life that you remember. Like technology that you remember. I remember the Atari. I remember the Nintendo. Those two things were the big jumps for me. Uh, Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation, all that crap, it wasn't the jump that, for me, from Atari to Nintendo. That was like a, oh my God, I'm playing real things. This was like that jump. Where it's like, oh, I just witnessed a brand new way of of experiencing the world now. It Mm. is mind-blowing. And the fact that they're selling these for $400 I'm like, why everyone on the face that can afford it doesn't have one of these? Because if you did, you would never leave. You would just have them on your face all the time. There's no question. It's over. We were just talking about this, though. We were just talking about it. This is the beginning, man. This is the beginning to Ready Player One, basically. I think that's a good version. I think the bad version is Black Mirror. That's what we're actually going. We're going to where people just get lost in it. And the real version is Wall-E, where we all just become fat as shit, laying on yeah. fucking couches, submerged into this. <laughs> totally. No exercise whatsoever. Bag of Doritos are spread across <laughs> your, your belly. It's just a mess. <laughs> Catheter. That's true, because I asked him, I said, bro, can you just, can you pick the physique you want to be represented as? He's like, yeah. I said, well, then that's all that matters. You could be a a whatever, look, whatever in real life and just pick your avatar in the world. It's over. (laughs) I don't think people understand. It is done. As soon as this becomes normal practice, game, set, match, bro. It is. And now I get it. Now he's like, he explained to me the other stuff you can do on it. He's like, yeah, it's like you're kind of, like he does said, this have the, to do with the library. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but does this yes. have to do with his library? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. He said it changes everything. He's like, because you you almost flinch when they reach to touch you because you're like, whoa, you're like, oh, this is real because it's shot in VR. And I said, oh, wait a minute. All these things together, and mind you, the quest is like not even the 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 top of the line VR set. It's not even the top of the line. It's just good. Once you start getting into a place where you have to put sensors on your walls and you have to have a PC running, 
Now you are fully immersed where you have a circle around you that you can walk around. The dope thing about the Oculus is if you focus on a thing, it sees where your eyes are focused at and it does it. It kind of gauges your eye direction and then it goes where your eye is looking, which is crazy in itself, which is nuts once it gauges your pupils, but it gauges where you're going to go and you just go. They're like, just focus where you want to go. And once you focus in that direction, you'll go that direction. Man, I got to get on this. I was at Best Buy. I did not get this experience, Steve. You didn't see the library stuff though, right? <clears throat> not that I'm that no. interested. I'm just curious. Okay. I, I, but I, the thing is, it's like, hey, you want to see my, I'm like, no. <laughs> that was a fail. That was a fail right there. Steve. Yeah. I was like, no, dude, because it's, we're in this place together. No. <laughs> <laughs> I went like, to Best Buy, and mm-hmm. I, I don't even think it was the Oculus. I think it might have been like the Sony VR version. Yes. Yeah. And my experience was nothing like your experience. Nothing. I got to, like, I was on there for like 30 seconds, and it was like a rock climbing thing. I was impressed that, like, you know, if you're picturing yourself and you got like a VR, the, the rocks are in front of you. Uh-huh. And you have to reach over to get to the next rock. I just put my arm out like I would as if I was just playing Wii or something. Yes. Like yeah. Not the case, as you mm-hmm. know, probably now. Like you actually have to move the body and and Dude. put a little bit of extra reach in to grab. And it was pretty awesome. So I can imagine fighting zombies and that thing. I'm jealous, dude. Are you really going to get one of these? Yes, I'm going to get the quest because the quest comes. Th- okay, the weird thing about the Go is you have one controller. That one controller does everything. The dope thing, like watching movies on the Oculus is incredible because you can move your eyes along with the screen. Like the screen, what you do is you point and says, where do you want like say I'm moving my bra- my my head to like a way uh, wherever, and then you point the thing saying this is my center of 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 sight. That's where your screen's gonna be. So when you turn around or when you look from side to side, you can look at the whole screen, and the screen won't move. It's just like you're in a theater, this humongous theater, and right. it's like oh this is, and then you can do that in YouTube. YouTube has its own channel for just VR videos skydiving and rock all this stuff but so anyway the oculus go has one controller which is cool i mind you this was entry level i could have been totally happy but he said wait just go get the quest i said why he said number one is 120 128 gigs or 64 you're only gonna you're not gonna need more than that because uh you know you download any videos you want you're not gonna need 64 gigs of video because you're gonna be with wi-fi nine times out of ten but if you're on a trip Maybe you want videos to take with you. So the 64. guy that has the library, the secret library, he knows yes. he's got like a fucking hard drive with him. He, he only has a 64. He only has a 64 and you can sideload videos too. So anyway, we're, um, he's like, but the, the new quest has two tri- two handles. So like, if you're doing the, like a gunslinger game, you now have two sidearms. And, and, or if you have a, you have a thing where you're climbing something, you now can use both hands. You have, you know, both hands can do different things. Now you have a sword, you can have two swords. It's like, it, it's wide open now. That's what she said. I love you. And that's a good one. That's a good one. I, was I love it. I love it. I love it, Dan. <laughs> I like that. Um, so yeah, if you do, Dan, I'm a, here's what I'm gonna tell you, Dan, you put on the galaxy quest or the, um, Oculus quest. I promise you. I'd worry about you. I would text you ever so often. I would text Dan you ever so often. Come be like, out of his room in like four months. Yes, I would literally text you or show up and be like, "Gail, is he still in there?" Yeah. 
All right, let me go in there. <laughs> you have like a beard. I promise you. <laughs> Peen in cups. Yes. I The way Dan is. Weird cheese smell in the room. And there's thousands upon thousands of games. And you would just be like, oh, I'm going to try this. Oh, let me try this. Oh, I wonder if you do this. Oh, I wonder if. It would be over for you, dude. It would be over for you. So, yeah, man, I'm buying one. I'm buying it one. Sounds like I should really get one then, huh? <laughs> I'll just borrow yours. <laughs> no, that's I'll what make I'm going to sure do. clean it off when I'm done. No, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just be like, check this out. Because I'm debating on whether to get my iPad Pro first or the <laughs> Oculus Quest. <laughs> I know the Oculus is cheaper. But what would you get, Paul? Would you get the iPad or the Oculus? I get the Oculus, <laughs> the iPad. Sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> I have to admit it. Sounds oh yeah, fucking totally. awesome. I mean, I think they should just call it the Oasis. Oh, dude, that's perfect. That's actually that's funny because that's what it reminded me of. Because as soon as he said, "Hey, this is kind of like that movie," I'm like, "You don't have to. You don't have to say the rest of the movie. I know what you're talking about." And yes, I'm in. But I've been telling Dan I'm in a long time. I'm, I'm like, you know what? If this happens and it's a takeover. Sign me up. I will just go into the other world. Well, Steve, I'm on the website right now, and their top-selling game is Creed Rise to Glory. So if you want to beat Stallone, you get the Oculus, and you get that you get that Michael B. Jordan Creed game, and you're good to go, man. Oh, you can actually. Oh, and oh, my God. Why didn't he give me Michael B. Jordan's body? In that scenario, you can win, I think. Right? He should have just given me the free. Okay, number one, let me tell you something. If I get the if, if I get the Oculus Quest and I start playing the game, learning how to box, now it's not even fair. Now I might kill him. He might legit <laughs> die. He might legit die. Let alone my videos of me beating up my po- like the the um my four post pole outside. I might start messing with that, beating up my fence. What are we talking about here, Dan? Like, why are we even having the con- the conversation? I might stack a bunch of pillows up. listen i i just remembered right now that i have something for you this might make you feel better okay thank you thank you all right all right here we go this is a voice message that we got the other day from favon by the way favon was the only person that said you'd win i just want to point that out because she knows you know she knows me the best too well we're about to find out here we go hi guys favon here you guys make this so hard every time i I have so much to say, but I don't want to hug up all the time. Girl, so, I start with the whole controversy of Steve versus Sly. Now, I think that Steve, there's a high possibility that Steve could take him because I think that Steve is stronger than a lot of people realize. Thank you. And I'm not just saying that because he's my nephew. I really do believe that Steve has some hidden strengths, some hidden moves, and I think it's going to be hard for him, but I think Steve can take Five-figure death punch. Um, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to say was um, Dan. Yeah. For real. Uh-huh. If you need a contract, I get I really think that this um, podcast editing thing that you guys were talking about is an excellent idea. I am just think back to the noises. I'm, the, I'm doing the it right first now. Noises you guys had. Okay. That was ec- extreme. I mean, I, I I can't find the right words for it. It's but, brilliant. Um, that's definitely something you can do. Uh, and I understand what you're saying <laughs> about how people can get on your nerves and how they want you to come back, dude. I do contracts. I don't just do them for the government for work. 
I do contracts for other people. There's a personal trainer I did a contract for, singers I do contracts Shit, for, <laughs> musicians. Dan, hit me up. This I'm is gonna. something that I really believe you can do, and it doesn't have to be stressful or frustrating for you. Talk to me, man. Um, there were other things I wanted to say, but I think I've talked enough. Love you guys. Love I'll talk you. to you later. Love you too. Bye. Bye. I have the best auntie in the freaking world. I swear to God. You really do. You really <laughs> do. Best freaking auntie in the freaking world. You really do, man. <laughs> What's really cool, though, is you guys are very close in age. Yes, I think we that are. makes it even we better. Are. Right? It, we are, really are. Let me change that. A little favoritism still. Let me change family that with, favoritism still, but uh, okay. With, with Paul, with you know all of our people, we have the legit... No one's messing with our community. I could legit talk to, I could just talk to Paul for hours. And this is not a normal thing because I don't like, like just having coverage. Dan knows. Dan is like the only person I could really talk to for a time on the phone. I was like, you don't like people. I'm not, I'm, I, I like putting it on for people, but like Paul and people, and it seems like people, I wouldn't have to. I could just sit there and be quiet and chill. And pe- we just would chill together. We would just all, would chill. we have the best community. So it's not, it's just Favon fits right in because she's awesome. But we just have the best community. I agree. I need to piggyback on that. It was probably a couple weeks ago, but uh, Favon and I started like uh, instant messaging and stuff. And she, she, she like hit me up one day. She's like, I'm having a real bad day. Can I vent? I'm like, sure. Do you need to like talk? So I gave her my cell phone number. She called and it turned into her venting to me venting to like, I think it was like an hour conversation, just someone that I've never met in my life. And we're just like talking like we've known each other for at least 15 years. Jesus. That is beautiful, man. That's freaking amazing. That is beautiful, man. And I feel bad because I haven't talked to her since, but Favon, you ever need anything? Let me know. Okay. Got you. Let me tell you something. Now that you guys have talked, like you are, you are like, it's, it's one of those things where if you need anything, that's just how y'all, if, if she likes someone, it's over. She likes, she likes them forever. She's an angel, man. Yeah. Y'all Steve, are just going to click. Yeah. Absolutely. I will fucking hit Stallone in the knee with a tire iron for you. No. I appreciate that. I got you. <laughs> I appreciate. Wait, real quick though. What's, what's, um, what state do you live in, G? I live in Wisconsin. Well, you do have a little bit of that going on, man. Now I hear, you hear how you said it, Dan. I what? didn't hear it. You didn't hear it, Wisconsin. No, I, I've talked Wisconsin. to Paul many times. Wisconsin, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, but... that's what I'm he has the Wisconsin. <laughs> but it's like that uh, Milwaukee kind of thing, where it's not really there. The Milwaukee. Yes, yes, Milwaukee. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like when you watch Happy Days, the Cunninghams didn't really have an accent. They really weren't from Wisconsin either, but you get my point. I think that uh, it's, it's, there's stronger accents there, aren't there, Paul? Oh, totally. Even I look at someone like, God, you're from Milwaukee, you piece of shit. <laughs> See, I was expecting when we went to Chicago for it to be a real, like I hear people talk from Chicago and everything's there. They're, they're, um, uh, bears. Like, no, that too. But like when they say that, it's not just that. It's like that, that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like knapsack. Yeah. Let's go get a pop and sit on my knapsack. Take a nap. Is that where those, remember a long time ago, um, Paul, what was that movie, that documentary that was popular years ago about, 
I guess we thought that we that that they had locked up the wrong people. Oh my my favorite or no yeah uh, to catch a killer or something making a murderer or making a murderer with Stephen Avery. Yes, dude. Are were they from Wisconsin? Yes, they were, Steve. Oh, there it is. It's that. It's <laughs> Every terrible serial killer <laughs> comes from Wisconsin. Ed Gein, Dahmer. I mean, Gacy was in Illinois, but I guess we still count him. You know, whatever. Jeez. Pretty close. He's a neighbor. It counts. Right, yeah. when, right when I thought about the accent, I was like, I remember hearing a lot of that accent from that documentary. I was like, <laughs> I remember. But it was way, way heavier, though. Fuck you know what I'm saying? Documentary. <laughs> okay, what didn't you? I thought, it was, I thought it was one of the best I had ever seen, bro. Like, as it far was- as a documentary move, like, show. Oh, like, I mean, they definitely got the facts right, but they are like, I mean, it's just Wisconsin always gets a bum <laughs> rap, dude. Like, I don't know, did did uh, did you two watch that show Servant at all on uh, Apple Apple TV Plus or whatever? I never it? finished it, but I did watch some of it, yes. So, so she's from Wisconsin in the show, and um, <laughs> Ron Weasley's like, yeah, she's like from bumfuck Wisconsin. I'm like, of course. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bumfuck Wisconsin. That 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 literally represents every city in the state of Wisconsin. But the weird thing, I would have lo- I, like, I would love to visit Wisconsin. It sounds like a like a a cool little spot to like disappear. Just say, I just want to chill, enjoy life, and not have to worry about a million people around me. It seems like one of those states. Oh, with with all the serial killers, you will disappear, buddy. I will definitely. Dis- <laughs> that is so very. Now, what is what is your wildlife in Wisconsin? What is it looking like out there? <laughs> uh, squirrels and um, <laughs> you know the occasional chipmunk. No, uh, we definitely like we have a huge deer season. Nice. Yeah. And, Wait a minute. Oh, know, hunting like y'all got hunters out there. A lot of hunters. Yeah, because our deer population gets pretty insane. Um, I did not. Okay. Hey, no, on no. that note, Paul, are there higher cases of Lyme disease in the area? Oh my God, that's like that's like second below flu. Like anytime, it's almost wow. just nature. And I live in the city of Milwaukee, like in the city, and I'm still checking for ticks every time I come in. Good call, Dan. I was just wondering. Was no, just no, wondering. that was a, that was my kid. Could you imagine living where Stephen uh, Wickmore lives, Samara Wickmore lives in Australia, where there's fucking kangaroos and shit running around, like? What are they? What do you think they spread? She listens. Insane, dude. They don't. They don't have to spread anything because if you get bit by anything out there, you're gonna die. It'll fucking kill you. It's I know. gonna kill you. Be like, oh, we have ticks, but they're called venomous ticks, and they spread poisons to and you melt. I'm like, of course you do. Yeah, yeah. That's Australia. You figured out how to kill something. Yeah, for sure. I saw a squirrel in my backyard. Yeah, well, I saw a rattlesnake. Okay, you win. Exactly. You win. Exactly. <laughs> totally win. And then not – I used to think kangaroos were, like, adorable. Then I saw them fight. I'm like, of course they can kill you. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they probably hey, – those box. things can throw down. They're scary. Dude, it's their back legs. I was watching this Reddit video, and they had this uh, – it was this lady that owned one or possessed one, I should say. And it's in a barn stall, and this thing is fucking pissed at her. And it's like throwing punches at her. She's like, ooh, you're you're upset. Why are you upset today, buddy? This thing looked like it was going to rip her fucking throat out. That's hardcore, dude. Hardcore. I, I, could you imagine owning a kangaroo? Dude. So, Dan, now I want to ask you another question. All right. 
Am I taking a kangaroo? No. <laughs> no. No. You know why? Jesus Christ. Kangaroo gonna are you saying you can take a kangaroo, Steve? Because the memes get Rob. Hold on, hold on, hold on though. Listen. Get your Photoshop ready, Rob. What are we talking? Are we talking about a kangaroo that has scars and stuff? Sure. Well, then that kangaroo doesn't count because that means that kangaroo is like, I've been I've been looking for fights my whole life. This is what I do. So you want to fight a Joey? Yeah. No, I can fight a kangaroo that's been like, I don't like fighting, but if it has to happen, I'll fight. That kangaroo I can beat. If there's a kangaroo being like, I eat food all day waiting for someone to cross my path and fight them. That's why I have no eye, a messed up face, and no pouch. That guy, I was like, you know what? He might be able to handle his business. Otherwise. (laughs) Otherwise, I'm taking the, the kangaroo. Oh, my God. Are you doing this just for the memes? No, I'm telling y'all. Don't know, bro. I'm t- okay. What? What? If a fucking, if a fucking <laughs> kangaroo jumps up and catches air and then kicks you midair, you're done. Plus, you're probably going to get your intestines ripped out. He needs yeah. to surprise. He or she needs to surprise me. Otherwise, I'm ready. I'm like, I see those legs. You hop. You know on what you're them. doing right now, Steve? What's that? What's that? What am I doing? Jay? You're like, hey, I learned two. <laughs> I learned two days of karate. So come at me. But remember, you got to come at me like this. Be really specific about it. Like you're pointing a knife at me. No, if, but the thing is, no, no, no. I'm saying if I'm walking through the wilderness and it comes jumping out of nowhere and kicks me, I'll be like, well, that's not. I didn't know I was gonna do it like that. Now, if he's like, all right, let's go. Ding, ding, ding. Gee, I'm taking the kangaroo. <laughs> you know i would i would call on our listeners to comment but i know they're going to so i'm not even worried about it okay hold on taking a fucking kangaroo steve <laughs> so tell me this i want both of y'all to answer what's the biggest animal going all out that y'all can take solidly like i can take this animal the meanest of this animal i would kick this shit out of the chipmunk <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of chihuahuas I could fuck with, I think. Right? <laughs> I would consider that canine. So the biggest canine you think you could take? Biggest canine. There's some canines I won't fuck with, though, Steve. That's what I'm saying. So that's out of the 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 that's out of the question. What about Would you fight a horse? <laughs> <laughs> Blazing saddle style. Listen to him, Paul. Listen to him. He's thinking about it. Hmm. He is. He's he's really analyzing the situation. <laughs> well, if the horse had a couple beers and you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Is, is it a passive horse? What are we talking about? We're talking about a an untamed Mustang. Woo! Yes, a wild Clydesdale. Oh fuck. Oh you know what Clydesdale drunk, is, right, Steve? Drunk off the yes, Anheuser Busch. Gee. Woo. <laughs> nah, I Steve think Hudson I think a, versus no, no. a Clydesdale. No, because it no, because if it accidentally clips me with one of them joints. I'm 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 out like a light. So no, Clydesdale's out of the question. Would you uh, fight a panther? Oh, hell no. Those are one of those. No, those are one of those that I don't think. Like like I said, cats are dangerous, and all that is is a big freaking cat. So no, I'm not messing with no daggone panther, and especially because they'll they'll freaking uh, alpha you every time. Like those eyes, man. They feel like they're alpha. So no, no, no panther. No gorilla, honey badger. Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah, come <laughs> I, on. Oh, are you serious? The honey badger has to be one of the most ferocious animals alive. He hasn't met me. 
Ja, sagde jeg. Ja, jeg sagde jeg. Ja, jeg sagde jeg. Har du set en get bit by a poisonous snake and then wake totally. up like 10 seconds later and just kill it? Come on. Oh, here's the thing. There's a reason they run from humans. They're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they're knowing. They're, whereas Panthers are like, I'm giving you a shot to back away. I'm giving you a shot. You know what's scary about cats, though, dude? Cats what? will actually, you know how, like, when they get down and their back legs start going because they're getting ready to pounce? Gee. Yeah. That's just building that momentum to kill you. Gee. I, I remember um, my sister, She when she was in the rainforest, she's like, There's a, uh, there was a, a python that would um, hang out in the, it would sit really high in the trees, wait for something to walk under them and just drop on them. And as they're dazed, it would then wrap around them. I said, go. No, that's, that's a way to die. Go, that is evolution being like, hey, Tim, I got the dopest way of killing things. What? We just drop on them, Nicks. Oh, never thought of that. That is evolution to its core. I couldn't take a python. And now that's something you hear at a funeral. Like, oh, shit, dude. Like, how did Jimmy die? Like, dude, a fucking, fucking python just fucking dropped on him. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> No Dude, kidding. Listen, I'd be, I'd be kind of proud of him. I'd be like, way right? to go. Way instead, to go, bro. Instead of like, oh, Jimmy got hit by a Subaru. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'd be like, he got killed by a python. I'd be like, daggone. Look at Jimmy go. Look at that moment. We're leaving something out, though. We're leaving something out because, Steve, you, you put this in the last time with the comparisons. Is there training involved? With with which one? With uh, a Clydesdale, whatever, anything that you're fighting. Some there's animal nothing fighting. I could train. I don't think there's unless I. Okay. Oh, sniff. Where are the Clydesdales? Where are they at? Where are they? George. Just out in a field somewhere. <laughs> but I'm saying, where do they originate? Do you know? Oh Jesus, I don't know. Budweiser, I don't know. <laughs> like if, <laughs> like say they were like, you're gonna fight a this right, and I knew that it was like a place that had a tribe. I have to assume that that tribe's been killing that thing for a long time. So I'm chilling with the tribe for a year. I just found out that Clydesdales are from Scotland. There's no way no, you're going to beat a Scottish no, horse. I'm not gonna, no, that's, it's over with. So I would say if there's no tribe around, I probably couldn't beat it. But if there's a tribe amongst the animal, I'm definitely killing that animal. No question. Horse is like, I'm going to break every fucking bone in your body. <laughs> Can you just imagine walking into like a gym and like telling the head trainer, like, you know, I got this big fight coming up. I need some like pointers. And he's like, what are you fighting? Dude, I'm fighting a fucking Clydesdale. <laughs> that dude would be like, I'm sorry, but that sounds racist. What are you really fighting? Like, oh, no. Like, no, seriously, a Clydesdale. It's seriously, like, I, like, <laughs> I can't keep have, up with your racist terms. Exactly. Have you. Have you seen the Super Bowl? Those things. That's Those what I'm things. fighting. That's what I'm going against. I don't. I think yeah, the Clydesdale. I I don't. Since there's nothing to train you to fight them, you just there's nothing you could do. But other animals, there are training hand to hand. There's. I don't think that there's a way to beat a panther, though. I'm just saying, like, if somebody gave me the opportunity to train. I think that I mm-hmm. might be comfortable fighting an alligator. It's because people do that. Do you know what I'm saying? Do people fight them and yeah. win? I don't think well, they yeah, win. They wrestle them. 
They wrestle them, they leave. They wrestle alligators. And then leave, though. You can't I, choke an alligator out. I think they're trained more <laughs> on how to survive. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't win. You don't necessarily win this battle. It's a fact of, well, when is this human going to be tired? Because I never will. That's what it boiled down to. I like that you want to choke the alligator out, though. What else? Can you punch him? No, I mean, really, like, you're right. It's a survival skill completely. You're right. All, the alligator, not a freak. A hippo, not a chance. Let's face it. Anyone that saw hippo me at C2E2 knows that my ass is not fighting an alligator. Jeez. I may fight a dog. <laughs> would, you fight a, would you fight a pit bull? Would oh, I fight no. a pit bull? No. Yes. I said a dog. I didn't say a beast. Um, no, no, no. Nah. No, no, no. I would fight like a labradoodle. Hell no, yeah. I fuck a labradoodle up. My uncle saved a person from getting attacked by a pit bull by cho- it uh, put it to sleep. Like an MMA style? Yes. Choked it out, put it to sleep. That's it dope. tapped out? It like, <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, did you kill it? He's like, no, it finally stopped. It kind of did that whole, <laughs> and it was out. I was like, dude, do you know how crazy that is? He's like, eh. And then he started talking to me about Amadeus, the movie. <laughs> you can just go from that to Amadeus. That's a what? hell of a segue. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he choked out a pit bull, and so, but pit bulls I wouldn't mess with because, I mean, by I, I, I just, I just think that they're meant to. Well, they some are trained to. Most of them are just, just puppy dog, like adorable. Oh, but the sweetest animals you'll ever fucking meet. I know one almost knocked me out because you did the whole. I did the whole, hey, buddy. And I went down to kiss it on its nose. And it went it went up to kiss me at the same time. Ooh. And its, its head just went up like nicely. And I saw stars, dude. I'm pretty sure that thing's made of steel. Seriously. No, there's no question. I was like, oh, my God. They're like, oh, you're okay? And I was like, no, I'm not at all. Not at all. Because they heard it. It was like, man, it sounds like someone knocked on a door. Yeah. But yeah, I, so, so the biggest animal... Paul's fighting is a squirrel. And the biggest animal <laughs> Dan's fighting is a what, Dan? I'm thinking Labradoodle realistically. You know what? Can I change mine? Please. I would fight a sloth. I think I would fuck the <laughs> shit out of a sloth. That would be the saddest fight. I'd be like, this doesn't seem fair at all. I just had the best sample. <laughs> I will not do it to you, Paul. I will not I will not take the audio. But I have audio now of Paul saying that he would fuck the shit out of a sloth. Just oh saying. no, you got to take that audio. 100 percent. Yeah, totally. you got to take. You got to take. Yeah, throw like out. you got to throw like some seventies porn behind that. Like porn, uh, <laughs> I will fuck brown, the shit out of brown, this sloth. Brown, <laughs> <laughs> hey, being real though, don't they have like really sharp claws? They do. They could fuck something up if they were really. But they can't move fast. Though. They really can't. So yeah, it's like it's like running from a zombie. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, how amazing Zootopia hit it on the head when they put sloth people, or they put sloths working at a DMV. They just... <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, that's a, that's a good gotta one, Steve. It it's a good I one. Gotta ch- I gotta check. Now, Dan, would you fight, out of curiosity, would you... Um, there was actually... Oh, a, a, a baboon. Fuck no. There's <laughs> no... Okay, what is it? Two hours away. We have a city. <laughs> Wasn't it in Bakersfield, that Steve? It's about two hours away. Yeah. Uh, it was like on a, uh, what do they call those things? Like a habitat, like a natural habitat or whatever. Or a, uh, what am I looking? What's the word I'm looking for? A shelter for monkeys. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the word, but they had this, um, this, this uh, chimpanzee habitat out there. Yes. 
and somebody went out there and they pissed off a chimp. The chimp bit his nuts off. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. wait a minute though. That's a no, but that's a chimp. Now compare a chimp in, in like ferocity to like a baboon, the ones with the red ass and the and the yeah, just the crazy long snout. Yes, exactly. There's no yeah. way in hell I'd go up against that thing. Um, no. yeah, that's impossible to that you can't hurt one of those. No, no. Or like a silverback, you're dead. Oh. Well, come on, dude. That's that's like alpha.com though. That's like the alpha. Well, ooh. Lions um, technically the alpha. I don't know, man. Because the thing with like gorillas and and any primate, I was at the zoo at Milwaukee, and one of the zookeepers came out, and I was just asking a bunch of questions, and one of them just had like a heart attack and was back at was back at the zoo. I'm like, what do you guys do when one has a heart attack? And we have a hospital right across the street. She goes, oh, when like a monkey or a primate has a heart attack, we treat them as humans. And they go across the street to the hospital and they have like a cardiovascular like work on them. Like, holy shit, dude, they're, they're just strong us's. They're very, very strong us. So I would not fight. Yeah. That I, I get it. Dan baboons out of the question. Baboons out of the question. Not even a poo from fucking Aladdin. I'm, I'm walking away from that shit. Nope. They'll bite your nuts off. (laughs) I'm fighting a poo. What are we talking about? I got one. <laughs> this, is, well, this is our whole show. We're just talking about what animals. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Paul. Hey, uh, what about like a wild boar? No, uh-uh. Ooh, that's a no great way. question, Dan. You're out. You're hiking, Steve. You like the outdoors. You're out there by yourself. You're enjoying nature, and suddenly you hear like some bushes Ooh, moving. And- Lord have mercy. <laughs> you just hear that shit. What do you do? How big is this boar? This boar is. Uh, it's as big as you. Jesus! <laughs> they can get that big, dude. Hogzilla, have you seen Hogzilla? Hey, what? That was a great movie, didn't we? No, that? this is real. Okay. <laughs> have you ever looked up Hogzilla? Oh no, I thought we were talking about that movie about the big. Ho- Remember that hog yeah, that's, movie? That's boar. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, that movie's boar. But have you ever seen Hogzilla? Uh, the one that the people killed. Yeah, that's terrible that's re- news. I know. Could you imagine if that thing was running at you? You wouldn't kill it. That one, I couldn't beat. What are we, if we're talking about a run <laughs> of the all the other ones though, <laughs> if we're talking about your run of the mill boar, yeah, uh, we're talking 60 pounds, maybe barrel adult boar. So nah, maybe Dan, honey. Dan's talking about babe digging the city. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I got one. it. Pig um, from Winnie the Pooh. That will do, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think, dude, I, cause they got those freaking horns, bro. Yeah, snouts. It could just or, go, not snouts, if, uh, uh, spike. What the hell are those things called, man? Tusks. They're yes. Tusks. If I started trying to choke it out and it started going crazy with its head, it might cut mm-hmm. my carotid, bro. Yeah. It would definitely disembowel you. Yeah, I can't mess with a boar. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. your max is what? Clydesdale? I can beat a rattlesnake. No. Hmm. I'm beating a rattlesnake, G, for sure. What's you, the you, scenario? Um, it was sleeping been, and he stepped on it. No, I've been trained for a year in rattlesnake carousing. <laughs> well, I did not know that fact. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been trained for a year. They teach you, okay, here's how you catch the head. I catch you the head. games like a four-year-old plays games. No, no, no. When you, when you, beat, when you beat them in their answer, like, no, no, but it's this. And they just change the story. No, up. that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be like, but now I wouldn't kill. Uh, none of these animals would I kill. I would catch and be like, do you submit and release it? So yeah, I could beat a, I could beat a um, rattlesnake. 
Do you you feel confident with your rattlesnake ability, Paul and Dan? Absolutely not. But I would love, I think that's a tale for a different time. A year of training how to wrangle like snakes. That is just. Never happened. Not for me. That is here's that, what I, like here's what I yeah I will say if anything a random ridiculous preacher can do on stage I can kill that thing or at least submit it. What about the preacher? Sure. Would you what fight the, a preacher? <laughs> <laughs> no question. That is the safest fight probably. That is probably the safest fight. I I will fight it. I don't think I will fight a preacher. And well, then again, them new school with the tattoos and the ripped shirts, they might legit take jujitsu and crap. <laughs> Like they might be one of them dudes. Be, go ahead. I was just saying, if the preacher has an earring, you're probably done. <laughs> oh, the, actually, I, I would say that I. Yeah, that's if they. Well, do they got those earrings that like gap the earring that you could put something through it? Gauges, you mean? Like put that oh, massive yeah. hole? Yeah, gauges. Yeah, you can put like a film canister through it. Yeah, if he's one of those hip preachers, I'm still taking him. But yeah, I feel what you're saying though. So you're not a rattlesnake. You're not going to try the rattlesnake after a year, Dan? Well, here's the problem. It's been this way my entire life. (laughs) I am deathly, crippling afraid of snakes, and I don't know why. I won't fuck with a a boa constrictor, anything like that. I said constrictor. Constrictor. Like a garden snake you wouldn't mess with? I would not be happy about it. I don't. (laughs) If I found a garden snake. Sorry, Paul, I didn't mean to cut you off. But if I found a garden snake. In my yard, someone else is getting it out. I don't mess with snakes. I don't know why. It's like my only fear, and I don't know why. It's like Indiana Jones level fear of snakes. I get that fear. I I completely understand that fear. When I was like student teaching, you gotta do you gotta do a year of student teaching. You do six months at one school with like a lead teacher, and then you do like the last three months or whatever. My first placement, I'm with this fucking crazy lady. She's just batshit crazy, and I'm one of my last days there we're learning about reptiles and she actually brings in a boa constrictor. And I I tell her, I'm like, I don't want to be around it. I didn't know it was coming. I can't explain it. I'm fucking terrified. Like I can't even look at this thing. She's like, okay, I got the kids in like a, I got the kids in a half circle. So like it's half a circle and I'm at like the edge of it talking to them. I'm teaching and all of a sudden I just feel this thing get tossed on my shoulders. Nope. And I look over and I'm looking eye to eye with this boa constrictor on my fucking shoulders. And I turn around and I look at her. She goes, you got to face your fear sometimes, don't you? And I take the, I just take the snake off and I throw it off of me to her. And I just walked right out of that classroom. I said, no fucking way. Not oh, gonna- the, old, the old face your fear person. Yeah, but like, dude, you don't fucking do that, man. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> I would in I'm front serious. of five year olds. Like, it was insane. Yeah. Steve, are you afraid of snakes? I guess you're not. You're probably not afraid of snakes, right? Well, if you spend a year corralling them, I know. See, I, I, I'm not afraid of any uh, existing animal that exists. No, fair <laughs> enough. I won't even mess with worms. Like, I hate fishing with worms. I do it. But I don't Jeez, like it. It's the dude. it's not it's not like I'm afraid like it's gonna hurt me. And then, and worms I don't count. Like I'm not afraid of worms. It's like the but texture just, of touching them. Yes, and I don't know what it is. I don't know. I can't explain. It doesn't why feel it's natural. There. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. It's it's really it bugs me out. So no, I don't mess with with reptiles. Period. For the most part, what is your biggest fear, Steve? 
Werewolves. <laughs> so Twilight. What's your biggest realistic fear? Werewolves. Uh, I true. I just don't have one. I don't believe that. I don't have one. I am dead. Si- I mean, maybe uh, losing someone close to me. That's one. But like facing something, there is nothing that no, not heights. Uh, I, I there's just nothing. What about mine, which is falling in love again, Steve? Oh, Poor come Paul. on. Look how adorable that was. <laughs> Look at how adorable that was. Here's the thing. It's going to happen, bro. I, good news, bad news. Good news is good. it's going to happen again. Bad news, you know, you're going to, you know, some bad things are going to happen also, but you're going to be fine. I don't, you know what's funny though? You know what's funny? I what, how, long you've, how, how long have you been thinking about not being in love? How long has this been? Oh, it's been three years. Yeah, totally. Oh, you I have fallen in love again, and her name is Linda Cardinelli. Dude, let me tell you something. Maybe, maybe Linda saying. Cardellini, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Linda Cardellini. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it might be her. You <laughs> didn't but even catch that. I knew I, knew I was, was going to say it wrong, too. I, I knew, knew where he was going, but I didn't even catch it. See, this is why he corrals rattlesnakes. He's just too quick. He's just no, too quick. what are you talking about? That's what she says. Oh, oh. oh See, maybe that, that was said to me on my honeymoon, you son of a bitch. Jeez. Oh, sniff! Oh, come on now! No, no, no! Is this a real story? No, it's not. Damn, <laughs> that would have been a fantastic story. Therapy, Fred. Steve. Leave him alone. Yeah, no. <laughs> Moving forward, <laughs> that is so. But yeah, um, Linda so, Cardellini. Oh yeah, my God, she is, is that. So you think you would? You're you're her. More than uh, Christina Applegate. Oh, like, oh yeah. like I like I mean, of course, I have history with Christina Applegate because she was oh, um, married to Charlie Bundy. But yes. my big show when I was a kid was Boy Meets World. You know, and Corey and so Tobago, Corey oh. and Topanga were the it couple, and a Miss Linda came and kissed Corey and broke them up. You know what's and funny I, about the Topanga situation? What's that? The fact that, like, who she married, who she ended up getting with, you could have gotten Topanga, G. You could have totally gotten Topanga. Are you, are you talking to me? <laughs> yes. You, you could have gotten Topanga. I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or insult. Like, even no, you. It's a, it, no, 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 no. She got somebody that was not in the entertainment field. She's he's kind of tangentially. But I was like, you could have just been a normal, working, handsome dude oh, and gotten okay. her. So you totally, should have shot yeah, your I, shot, I, I, bro. I totally get that. I should have yeah, shot you my got, shot. I, yes, uh, hey, bro. You're talking about Topanga. I didn't watch the show. So you're talking about Topanga Matthews. Is that who you're referring to? Yeah. I'm Daniel Googling. Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you know, I didn't a, watch the show, but she was cute. Yeah. There was a big, no. like, I mean, Corey and Topanga were like the Zach Morris and Kelly of the, like, 90s. And then Linda... I'm afraid to say her last name now to get ripped up by Steve. But <laughs> oh, but, come. but she came in and she she broke up Corey and Topanga. I did she, not know that. She sent fucking shockwaves through the fucking stratosphere because I I remember it like it was fucking yesterday. They were sitting on top of one of those jungle gyms, like like it almost looks like a dome. They were sitting on top of it. And they kissed, and Topanga was behind it the whole time. It was just, it was crazy. Mm. 
Now, are you are see? I was I liked six from Blossom. That was my purse as far as in that realm. I was more of a six from Blossom girl than oh dude than freaking Daniel Fisher. Yeah, like, I mean, because I'm like thirty five. So oh, you were in Doki Doki. I did not know you were so young. Yeah, I'm 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 a fucking youngin. Um, you are a young end. You are, but I. The thing is, Boy Meets World was a mass. Like that was big. I didn't know how popular that show was. Oh my god, I had no be- idea. It's because of Mister Feeney that I'm a teacher. Like that's that's not even a joke. Like Mister Feeney is the reason. Really? Why I got oh yeah, Mister Feeney is the reason why I got into education. Yeah, I don't know any of that's a beautiful people. story. You don't know. Oh yet? yeah, like. And I actually kind of got to live that life, Steve, because I don't know if you know, I don't know how much you watched Boy Meets World, but Mr. Feeney actually goes with them from grade to grade. Like at the end of the series, he's actually their dean at college. He started off as like their middle school fucking algebra teacher, but he ends up being their dean. When I first started teaching, I started off as a K-4 kindergarten four teacher, and all my parents were really happy with what they were seeing. So they requested that I moved up to K-5 with them. And then when that ended, they requested I went to first grade with them, which I did. And I took the same class all the way up to third grade. So I got to stay with the same class for like almost three, like almost five years. So I felt that like I actually, dope. I actually felt like a Mr. Feeney. And that was that like is my, dope. Yeah. Right. Isn't that cool? Well, how do you deal with like when you're teaching kids and you get close to them when they leave, how do you deal with that? Oh man, it's like, especially with that class, that class ended two years ago. So I've been teaching, I've been teaching for nine years. So that was a hard one to say goodbye because by the time we got to first grade, the first day of school wasn't even a problem. Like we could just get right into like the, we could just get right into the content. You know what I mean? Like we didn't have to worry about like the rules and stuff, but yeah, that one was hard. It, It was hard to say goodbye to them. That one was oh. definitely tough because, you know, like they were my kids. Yeah, them, you formative years. Oh, I had them for like five years, you know, like. Jeez, dude. Those were my babies. That, that would be the that would be the thing for me where it's like if I was te- if I was a teacher saying goodbye and wondering what are like do something good in the world. I wouldn't be able to do it. I would not be able to get through my goodbye speech. I'd be like, these kids are gone. Like they're moving on to. It would be, I just, it'd just be too, it'd be too hard for me. I'll be like, oh, these kids. How do I? Freaking Dan. <laughs> I love you, Dan. I did not mean to, to take you. it. I did not mean to go there on this show. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to feel it, man. I can imagine <laughs> that that was like heartbreaking for you, bro. Oh, yeah. And like, and what really sucks is uh, that, that the original school I was at was a fucking great school. Like, when you have a great principal, it's awesome. And then she left, and we got a terrible principal. So I left that whole district, and I found this new school that made me fall completely in love. I got into a brand-new classroom, so excited. And I didn't even realize that my last day with these kids was March 13th. So that's oh, I know, the, man. That's the tough pill to swallow. Dang. Like, it was a shock to you, right? They just kind of oh, just yeah. laid that on you, right? And, like, it didn't even hit me until maybe, like, last week. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, that March 13th was, like, my last day with them. 
like that sucks. Yeah. You know what? If I may, Paul, I'm going to ask you something real quick. Two two parts. First Absolutely. of all, and I, and I mean sincerely, like what got you into teaching? What, when did you go? I want to be a teacher. <laughs> that is that that okay. That's kind of a long story. I mean, I don't. It's a deep story. Like I've I've always been into um, like when I was in grade school, I was a wrestler. So like I always like I wrestled from kindergarten up until my junior year of high school, and I blew out my rotator cuff. Ooh. Ooh. And when that happened, like when I got into my freshman year, I went back to my grade school and I would coach wrestling. I'm like, oh, you know, like I kind of like this. And then when I graduated high school, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to college. I'm not doing fucking shit. You know what I mean? And so I worked at this uh, Greek restaurant, and my mom and dad. We're always like, oh, you need to go back. I'm like, ah, oh, shut up, you know. Like, I'm just like, I was 18. I knew, I knew everything I needed to do. And my dad was a fireman and stuff. And one night, my mom and dad they go to see a movie, and I get a call from my dad at the restaurant. He's like, dude, uh, something happened to your mom. She's, she's, she's totally seizuring out. Oh, I'm like, oh shit. So I'm feeling bad about asking this question right now, Paul. Well, I can totally stop. I don't mean to like go down. No, 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 no. Please do, please do, please do. Because it's got a good ending. Like we definitely go through hell first. But like, so I get there, I get to the hospital and the doctor comes out and he tells us that, you know, like your mom had three, she had three brain aneurysms. Oh my God. That all happened. And and they're like, this is crazy because the first one should have killed her, but she's still around. So like. What happened, she had these seizures, and my dad was a fireman. His instinct was to take her to a firehouse, which was like a block away. So they did like the gag and bag, I guess is what they called it. Like they revived her. on. Like I guess she was dead when she pulled up to the firehouse. Oh, my God. So like if they would have taken her to the hospital, she would have been dead. So he took her to the firehouse, and then they got the, they got the ambulance to take her to the hospital so they're telling us they're like, and and this was a Friday night, and they're like, she is so swelled up, we cannot do the surgery. We can do it on a Tuesday because it will probably be completely unswollen. So I'm like, okay. And Dan, with you being in you know the medical field, like they have yeah. to, they can't sugarcoat stuff. No, you know what I mean. They're like, dude, there's like a, I think they told us there was a 97 percent chance she wasn't going to make it to surgery. Mm. And if she did make it to surgery, there was like an 80% chance that she wouldn't live through surgery. And if she got through surgery, she would be a shell of herself and all that, blah, 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 blah. So like my dad is just like, I mean, this guy was built like a fucking brick shit house. You know what I mean? Like fireman of the year, in Milwaukee, like all these years in a row and shit. And he comes up to me. He's like, dude, like your mom took care of all the bills. She took care of all this. Like, fuck it. You know, like, I don't know what the hell. I'm like, dude, just, you know, we'll get there when we get there. Let's just get to Tuesday, you know. And on Monday morning, I, I, I get a phone call from the hospital. And I tell who at the time was my fiance, now my ex-wife. I'm like, this is it. Like, my mom's dead. And I pick up the phone and the nurse goes, is this Paul? I go, yeah. She goes, you need to get here right now. I go, okay. I go, so my mom's like preparing yourself for something. Yeah. And she goes, no, no, no. Your dad just had a heart attack. Oh my God. And I go, oh shit. Jeez. And I'm like, no, 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 you're kidding. She's like, no, no, your dad had a heart attack. So I hang up the phone. I'm getting ready. The phone calls right back. And it's the same nurse. She goes, yeah, uh, he's gone. 
<sighs> what? And I go, huh? I like, like I'm thinking, like, like I keep telling Amanda, like you're wrong. You know, she's wrong. She met my mom. She, you know, she met my mom. And I get there, and there's all these people waiting for me. Like, you have to like claim the body. You got to sign this. You got to like take oh my his. God effects and what happened was he was like in her room saying goodbye and he just collapsed and i guess he like died before he hit the ground you know what i mean wow so sorry to hear that man yeah no, like i definitely don't mean to bring anybody down so like no I, no, no, no no i promise it definitely has a good ending so like this happened on a monday and as i said tuesday we couldn't tuesday was the surgery so me and my 20 year old self or whatever, however old I was tell the nurses like all like, dude, the ICU unit, like they're a fucking tight knit family. Like it, like, like these nurses, especially now, like they need all the fucking praise they can get. Like they get shit done. Top of the line, man, dude, it's insane. So like we all get together right after this happens and they go, how do you want to do this? I go, she like, I go, we, we have to play dumb. We have to play dumb. Like he was just here, you know, cause like she was kind of out of it. Like she really didn't know where the fuck she was. Like she just literally had three jackhammers go off in her brain. Like she was not in the complete most comprehensive state. So it's like play dumb with her. Like, Oh, he was just here. He left. He went to go get food from the food court. He went home, blah, blah, blah. So I'm there until like, God, until like 2 p.m. And I just tell it's it, like it's going to sound so stupid, but I just look at my fiance at the time. I go, we need to go to like the comic book store. We need to go to like the fucking mall and just walk around because everything I felt was done, like everything I felt was handled. And 45 minutes later, after I leave, the hospital calls me and they go, hey, we know that your mom has this pastor as her contact or like this church is her home church. So is this her pastor? I go, yeah. She goes, okay, we're going to call them. And we suggest you get here in the next half hour. I go, okay. Like now what the fuck has happened? Like first thing that goes through my mind is the last rites. You know what I mean? Right. So I get there and Dan, Steve, they literally, they, they had every nurse in the ICU that was assigned to my mom first, second, and third shift. So I'm talking about Jeez. at least I'm talking about at least 20 people in this room. It was almost like yeah. the size of a bathroom with like the and dude, this neurosurgeon they got. He's like the best in the Midwest. He's like a fucking this guy's a rock star. Like he's he's fucking amazing. And the pastor's in there and they go, Your mom, she's not as unaware as we thought. She knows something's wrong and she's demanding answers right now. I'm like, okay. And and, and they're like, with your permission, we want to tell her because we feel like if she doesn't know, she's not gonna have the will. Like it's gonna be like a pad of me. It's gonna be like a pad of me fucking situation where she's not gonna have the will to live to go on through surgery knowing that her husband's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, I totally get that. Like, totally. Like, let's tell her. And the nurse goes, okay, well, Pastor Walshman's going to tell her. I just remember putting my head down laughing. I go, I'm sorry, but there's no fucking way that a pastor's telling my mom that the love of her life is gone. I look at him and go, I'm really sorry. I, I cussed. And he looks at me, grabs my hand. He goes, it's fucking okay. Ah, that's awesome. Go. So I go in, I tell my mom, and like this is the main reason for this story. I tell my mom, she's like, where's dad? I'm like, you know, I go, funny story, ha ha. 
um, he loved you so much that literally seeing you like this, it killed him. Oh my gosh. And she looks at me, she goes, he's dead. I go, yeah. She goes, she, she like, she like starts chuckling. She goes, of course, Bob, the guy that had to have the last joke has to outdo me when I'm having brain surgery. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> wow. And I look at her, I go, mom, you're gonna, you're gonna get through this. And she holds my hand. She goes, when I do, you're going back to school and you're becoming a teacher. What? And my That's mom, a beautiful what? My That's mom amazing. has made a 100% recovery. That's fucking great. Come dude. on. That's an amazing story, dude. This happened in 2006, and she she has found another love of her life. She is very happy. She is she's my wow. rock. She's getting me through that everything. That is awesome. That is, be- that is well worth the story, bro. Absolutely. I, I did not mean to bring everybody down, but I. Uh, no, it was I, a bringing I up. I hope it kind of brought everybody back up. She, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing, man. Like, honestly, I think with this show, it's not just always going to be about one particular thing. I mean, I think this show is about people and the listeners. You know what I mean? And, and uh, that, that was a beautiful story, dude. Really, seriously. Well, I'm, yeah, like, it. it was a crazy week. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That's a movie. That is a movie. Yes. Yeah. And if you wrote that movie, I'd be like, stop it. Uh, yeah, right? You'd be like, right? come on. That, that's Now you're going over. No, if you if I watched that movie, I'd be like, they kind of overdid it with the what are the chances that this happened. But it really happened to you. Yeah. And it's really funny because the movie they saw was called World Trade Center with Nicolas Cage. So I'm like, dude, Nicolas Cage like fucking ruined my family. <laughs> oh my god no. dude that it's is happened many crazy. times <laughs> what does does that give you no seeing that your mom has has loved again does that give you hope for loving again uh you nice know question that you know like it's so funny that you say that steve right now i'm at the point where i'm not even like it's so weird i'm like at first i was like yeah dude like i need to get somebody but now it's like i just need to be a dad you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're handling your business right now, man. That's it. That's it. You know, like the most important woman in my life right now is six years old and she's upstairs right now, like yeah. reading a Barbie book. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when they're old enough, maybe I'll start looking, but. Time and a place for everything, right? Absolutely. I was divorced for about a decade before I got back on the the horse again. It was oh. It was a long time for me to just chill. And you oh. got back on the horse and started just galloping like full speed. <laughs> you know, no, that's not a bad thing. I mean, it was just like, you know, it could have no, gone uh, yeah. very awry, right? And you just, yeah. you, you got very lucky. You picked the right one, man. It all worked out. Well, no, it, 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 there was a few dates, a few people that was like, it was a weird, uh, it, was, it was clunky at first. It was very clunky because I've been out of the game for a decade. So it was very, very clunky. But eventually, you know, you go through enough not so you know okay ones. You go through enough, you know, batters up that finally you're like, okay, okay, I'm good. But it takes a few clunkers though, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Have there been like crushes and like, oh yeah, like I would definitely, totally, but just nothing worth pursuing right now. No, that's totally, dude. Because I think you're looking for a you're looking for the one. That's good. 
Well, like, I think the That's thing good. is, I don't even know what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm just not looking, if that makes any sense, where I'm just, I'm just Dude, happy. I, it makes total sense. Awesome. Steve's got me. Steve's it, got me. I'm a big because- believer that you don't know what you're looking for until you find it. And I know that kind of sounds cliche, but, I mean, it just, when it fits, it, well, I'm not going to say that because Steve will just jump all over me about that. Yeah. But, you know, when, when, um, when your vibes, like, lock in. And you're you're on the same frequency and everything like that. That's when you know. And I don't think that you know up until that point. You know, it could. You, I mean, I can imagine you guys. I've been out of the game obviously for a long time when it comes to dating and things like that. But I, you know, like Steve saying, he goes through the maybe not horror stories, but the awkward moments. But once you found Melissa, everything just seemed to kick in, right? Like you knew. I saw a change in you almost immediately. You kind of got to go through hell to get to heaven. Yeah, like when you go through a divorce, like you locked it. I locked in with my ex-wife. We were locked in. And then the universe turns it on its head. And you're like, oh my God. Now you try to do the retroactive. Oh, I just ignored those other. Well, you could do that with any relationship. There are little glitches, but in that time you were locked in. And it shows that even being locked in and it gets turned on, on it, the universe turns it on its head. You are so cautious for the locked in thing because you're like, yeah, I felt that before and this is what happens. And so it changes how you approach relationships forever. You are never just immediately like, oh, we had such a good conversation. Oh, it did this. Oh, it did that. You'll always be like, yeah, but I had that kind of happened before. You're looking for another thing. But then until you realize nothing's for sure, anything can end. And so you just have to be like, if this ends, can you look back and say it was a good time regardless? If you can, jump. Because you can't be like, is this going to last forever? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe the person cheats on you tomorrow. But can you look back and be like, it was, but I didn't, it wasn't a waste of time because we had great times. That's what you got to get to. Because after divorce, it's never like, oh, but this one's going to, this one forever. Because anything can end. Anything can. And so you just got to be willing to jump. That's it. Totally. And that's what divorce taught me. It was like, yeah, anything can end. Nothing's for sure. Not a thing in the world. It's you just got to jump. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to take that leap of faith. I'm a hack today. I'm a fucking hack today. I'm <laughs> Might as well, ladies and gentlemen. It was more of a Van Halen thing, but you get it. <laughs> hey, we didn't do contact information. Okay, oh, well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Coming out of that, let's do contact information. It's like, all right, okay, let's do it. You ready? Yo, welcome to the show. Crazy show today. Lots of feelings are coming out, and I like it. Is that weird? I don't think so. But hi, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dan Ramirez, and welcome to the Heroes of Noise podcast. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. I promise you that's what it is. I wouldn't lie to you. On Twitter, you can hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can reach me, Dan at Dan Q Public, and Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. You can find all of this information at www.heroesofnoise.com. There you can leave us a voicemail, pick up some merch, subscribe to the shows that we do, subscribe to our friend shows, and you can even join the Heroes of Noise podcast community, which is actually on Facebook. Recommend you do. No dicks, please. Don't like that. No assholes. Nothing like that. You got to be a good person. But you're more than welcome if you fit those qualifications. Other than that, let's keep it short and sweet. Let's turn it back to Steve Hudson. And now this might sound a little bit weird because remember, we're on Zencaster. So let's see what happens when I stop this noise. All right, you ready? Let's see what happens. Here we go, Steve.
Huh. Pretty fluid. I like it. Okay. Working with the Zencaster shit's a little weird, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see what you think after this all done. Well, no, I know. And if you notice, I'm kind of a little bit more quiet today. I'm kind of checking things out and making sure everything's going. So pardon me, but let's let's continue. Yeah, I, I, I'm very, because I think if Dan texts me after it was just like all the auto, audio's gone, I'll be like, well, he's never using Zencaster again. I won't make a final, <laughs> <laughs> I won't make a final review until after it all is said and done. When 112 comes I out. I imagine after you do like seven in a row, then you'd be like, okay, I know because you've done so many on Logic. Then you're like, well, now I know, you know what, what uh, Zencaster's all about, about. After about seven eps, right? I would imagine you get the gist. We'll see how this goes. I don't know. I, I, it's just, it's weird. It's just a little bit different than what I'm used to, but we're good. We're good. Probably easy, Probably easier, more, 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 more straightforward. It's yeah, not I think I'm just, and gas I think I'm just in my head about it a little bit. So I want to make sure everything goes okay, but uh, whatever. Behind the scenes stuff. Let's continue. Dan. Yo. What have you been watching, bro? Oh, I'm glad you asked. But first of Ooh. all, Steve, we missed a very important thing. What happened? Does, does this ring a bell? Ladies and gentlemen, we have to wish a very happy 70th birthday to Steve's, what would you call it, Steve, your inspiration? Yeah. You're yeah. The, the, mm. one of the greatest artists that ever lived, one of the greatest voices ever heard. Stevie Wonder turned 70 today, and I just wanted to wish him happy birthday. Also yes. thought I'd play a song, so it's all appropriate, you know what I'm saying? But yes. Steve, any, any thoughts that you want to give to Stevie in case he's listening? Well, the thing is, there was music before Steve and music afterwards. It's, he changed the game. He is the reason I play anything now. He's the reason I play, the reason I do anything. Is that dude's album, Intervisions, game changer. Uh, what he's done in seven years is out of this world. The fact that his that happy birthday is the only happy birthday sung at Black Birthdays. You do not sing happy birthday to you. Is that you true? Sing, oh, yeah. You sing happy birthday to you. Happy, but you do this one. Yeah. I he did has not know that. <laughs> yeah, he has transformed the song into this song because it's perfect. It is a perfect song. And, I like uh, it better than the original. Listen, listen. <laughs> it's not even close. Okay, Dan, what is your favorite Stevie on this wonderful occasion? Dan, what is your favorite Stevie Wonder song? Oh, I don't know if I can pick that, man. Um, it kind of off changes. the top. God, uh, Do I Do's up there, Ribbon right. in the Sky's up there. Um, That's the one that makes you cry. Don't You Worry About a Thing's up there. Uh, old School, You Are Sunshine of My Life's up there, Science Still Delivered, but those are kind of like radio hits. Um, Overjoyed, I like them all, dude. I mean, I just love Stevie Wonder. I don't love Stevie Wonder to the degree you do, just because you've been so invested for so many years, but... Turn Stevie down for a second, but yeah, man, I fucking love him. Paul, do you like Stevie Wonder? I do. I I definitely love uh, Superstitious. Yes, that is yes. such a. I, I mean, just you know the just the riff. Did we lose Paul? Did we lose him? I didn't hear him anymore. You did not, but I have a six-year-old visitor right now that I'm trying to coax back. Hey! Hey, little! Can we talk to her? Yep, here you go. Hazel, get on. Get by the microphone, honey. Hi, Hazel. Hi. <laughs> oh, that's a strong hi. That is a strong hi. She's like, I well, like hello that. there. Hi. Hi. Hazel, how old are you? Six. 
Six years old. That is awesome. Can you drive a car yet? Nope. What grade are you in? 5K. 5K. Look wow. at that. That's all. Awesome. Now, here's the thing. I didn't speak as well as you, Hazel, when I was your age. I did not. Neither did I. You are very smart. I, I got a question for you, Hazel. Do you know a joke you can tell me? What does a big flower say to the little flower? Hmm. What's I do that? not know. Hey, bud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hazel knocks it out of the park. <laughs> she didn't even have to think about it, Steve. That's fantastic, I, Hazel. That You're adorable. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know that your dad is like one of the most awesome people ever? Yeah. Oh, that's good. I bet you love him a lot, huh? Yeah, I love him a lot. Do you like to do podcasts with him? Yeah. You do? What's your favorite book? Um, um, Beauty and the Beast. That's a good Oh, one. that's a fantastic. What's your favorite movie? Um, um, Beauty and the Beast. That's a great, that's a fantastic, I see a theme happening here. I love this. I love you. Now, which is it the cartoon? Yeah, I love the cartoon. So do I. I. I used to love the songs. Do you like the movie version? What's the movie version? Like the with with real people. Have you seen that one? No. That's not a cartoon. Stay away from it, Hazel. Just stay away from it. I promise you. Stick with the cartoon. It's wonderful. Okay. For a long time ago, um, my <laughs> my own. My stepdad and my mom take me to Disney World for a long time ago. Really? You went to Disney World? Yeah. Wow. I've never been to Disney World. What's your favorite Disney? Well, I already know your favorite Disney character is Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) I'm so jealous. So am I. Is is Belle your favorite character? Yeah, Belle. Wow. So if you went if you went to Disney World, that's the first person that you want to meet. That's the first character you want to meet. Mm-hmm. Oh, good choice, Hazel. Thank you. Adorable young lady you have there, Paul. It was wonderful, wonderful meeting you, Hazel. We're gonna talk to you again, okay? Okay. Okay, bye, Hazel. Thank you for the joke. I'm gonna use it today. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> good job, baby. Thanks. Paul's got adorable kids, bro. Here's the problem. I didn't speak that well when I was a kid. No. Here's the problem. That's the problem. I was like, I didn't say anything at six. Gee, I had a lisp. I, my lisp still comes back to this I've day. never heard. I didn't know you had a lisp. Oh, I had a terrible lisp. Actually, I think you may have told me about this at one point, now that I'm thinking for about sure. it. But I've never heard it. Like, if it slips out every now and then, I never notice it ever. Oh, for sure. That's what she said. Yes, it does sometimes. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. No worries, man. It was <laughs> no, wait. That was adorable. So, Dan. Yeah. I got a question for you, Dan. What's up? How's your book reading going? Because you brought up books. How's your book reading going? Um, you know, I am in the audiobook territory right now. So I'm doing okay. okay. Yeah, okay. but I'm kind of I'm, I finished up the Beastie story and uh I'm kind of put down Dr. Sleep for a while because I think I don't know what it was. I know the story and I know it changes a little bit, but um I definitely want to get back more into reading because I think I want to start reading books that are a little more like uh, philosophical, maybe not so much fiction, is more of like a self-growth and things like that. I know you have a lot of these books, so I was thinking maybe you could put them. Oh, for sure. There's no question. Um, 
I would rec- there's a quite a few I would actually recommend. I, I would probably give you the War of Art first. Oh, okay. It's a, a, it's a a writer, and he talks about everything that gets put in your way when you're trying to make a creative thing. Like he's like, have you noticed that you'll even do dishes? You'll do stuff you don't even want to do. If you're just like, I'm going to start recording or creating or writing, you'll find other things to do. And he dissects the reason why creatives end up finding other things to do except for creating. Um, and uh, it's a really, it's fantastic. I mean, it's huge. It's a big, it's like all creatives know about, a lot of creatives know about the world. That sounds like it's right up my alley. Dude, it's it's so, because in the beginning, he kind of lays it down saying, I call it the resistance. Religious people may call it the enemy. Call it whatever you want, but there is an obvious force between you and making something creative. It's not a question. It is an obvious force. And there's a really dope part of the book where he goes, you know how we do. If Just like the quarantine. If I get somewhere quiet, I'll just, he, he took a camper and went to the forest and be like, then I'll definitely write. Which is, we all know what that, it's bullcrap. We'll find anything else to do in the forest. He's like, I'll just go to the forest and write. And he's like, of course I found walking, going to the water, doing a bunch of other stuff, except what I was supposed to do. Randomly, he he ended up uh, having a camper next to another writer. And the writer was like, so what, what are, are you doing? Odds? He's like, I'm, I'm here to, exactly. He's like, this is crazy. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm writing. He said, oh, so what have you, uh, so far? He's like, oh, you want to read what I have so far? He's like, no. No, I don't, I don't know at all. I want to read a finished product. He's like, okay. He's like, but I still got to figure out the um, story. He's like, don't worry about it. Just write 300 pages and call it a day. He's like, what? He's like, just finish it. No matter how it finishes, finish it. So the dude finished it, gar- just a garbage finish. Just re- finish the book. It was finished. And he's like, okay, here you go. Read it. And he's like, no, I just now want you to start on your next one. And he's like, that's how it does. He's like, just go to the next one and keep going. And soon writing or creating and doing these things, he's like, but you have to finish something. You have to finish it. I was like, dude, this is, it's inc- the war of art. My mom just dove through it. She's just like this. And then she gave it to my sister who ran through it. She's like, it's so true. Because my sister does oil paintings and it just half will sit there. And she's like, I really just need to fit. Yeah, you do. Finish it and move on to the next one. Finish that and then move on to that next one. It's a fantastic book. It's called The War of Art. I'll, I'll let you borrow it. And I then, might just buy it. I might just check it out. You need just to have it, right it now. Have it in your, um, you should, because he, he has a follow-up. The Art of the Something, I forgot what it's called. But it, it, it follows up on now that you've figured out how to finish things, even though it's a practice, you have to practice this. Because if you sit down to create something, your kid is going to talk to you or you would say, oh, you know what? I got to go to the store. Anything but doing what you're supposed to be doing. Anything else. I get that, man. That sounds very familiar. There's a lot of things I had planned over the quarantine and I find every excuse to do them. (laughs) You'll even do something for someone else. You're like, I'll edit that person's thing. Uh Instead of doing your your thing, you'll be like, well, I am kind of doing my thing because it's, you know, it's all of our, no, no, no. What is your thing? What are you doing? Well, I'll do, but I kind of, no, you're not. You're trying to figure out a way around to Jimmy rig that whole thing. What are you doing? It's just an incredible book, dude. <laughs> I'm sold, dude. I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, I've read, I read five books so far this year. Jesus, man. Proud of you. Brag. I know, right? 
I'm I'm brag. I never did it, and now I'm on to Nosferatu, and so far it's pretty good. So, what are the books you've read this year? Um, let me look. The books I have read, I didn't finish one of them because it was a snooze fest. See, that's the problem. If it hits like this weird dead area where it's just not going anywhere, that's where I end up bailing. And I think I do that too often. I don't give the book the chance. I've read Parasite. I've read 20th Century Ghost by Joe Hill. I've read Stephen King's um, Four Past Midnight. I read The Fireman. And I read, I'm now reading uh, Rakim's book. Nice, man. I, and and Nosferatu. So, yeah, I've got, like I said, uh, but it was one was the audiobook, which was uh, the Beastie Boys story. And then I read. Um, oh, good. It's so good, dude. Oh, God. Oh, you know, actually what I'm doing right now is I'm kind of studying a little bit. It's called It's Really Boring. I don't recommend anyone read this unless you have to pass a test. It's called MRI in Practice. So I have been to keep That's my good. chops up. Yeah, That's because good. I because I got to keep my chops up. And it's uh, with all of this uh, COVID stuff going on, I'm feeling like my my brain is like shrinking or something like that. So I'm trying to fill it with everything that I know about my career. So MRI and practice don't recommend it unless you absolutely need it. Well, I would recommend like people have to figure out how they like all of my, a few of my friends are like, uh, you know, I, I haven't got a chance to read. I'm like, have you had a chance to listen? Well, yeah, but that's not reading. I'm like, it totally is. What are you talking about? You, the, if that's the way you digest information, like if I read something, I don't hold it as well as someone tells me something. If someone explains something to me, that's how I listen. Like, create, like if you're a musician, you most likely are better listening to audio. Just listen to the audio. I'm one of the few that I like reading and I like audiobooks. But a lot of people think, oh, that's not reading. And that's not true. It, it literally triggers the same sort of stuff that reading will trigger. It's just a, a, people will choose any reason not to read. Well, I can't because I don't have the time. Yes, you do. You just would rather not. You know what's weird though? When I listen to audiobooks, it all depends on the narrator, right? I mean, I makes I think that makes sense just in by itself. But if the narrator is too good, I get soothed and I fall asleep. So I have to oh, be wow. listening when I'm doing something. If I'm out for a walk or working, which really doesn't happen that much, or driving or something like that. But if I'm just chilling on the couch and listening to something at night, I'll wake up and I'm like six chapters in. I have no idea what's going on. So I, I like to read, actually read a little bit more. Well, see, for me, if it's dense. I can't read it. If it's super dense, like Sapiens is super dense and I read it and it's just, it was hard for me. Like I'd have to read it, put it down and think about what I just read. The history of humankind. It's just like, okay, what did I just read? You know what I'm saying? Otherwise you just read a bunch of pages and have no clue what just happened if it's just way too dense. Whereas if I have a dense audiobook, I can listen to the person explaining it to me. What have you, what have you read, Paul? Uh, so I've listened to um, I've listened to the Beastie book, the, the Beastie Boys mm-hmm. book, which which I I would recommend listening over reading any day because I think this is one of the rare things that needs to be listened to, just nice. because of all the guest readers they got. But um, yeah. I am listening to uh, Spoonbenders right now by Daryl Gregory, which is a fun little fantasy story. It's about a family of. Uh, like telepaths and uh-huh. yeah, it's like the dad's a con man. The mom is actually legit. And then it's about like how it affects their kids. And the most interesting part is the daughter is like a human lie detector. And you, when you catch up to her as an adult, that has a huge influence on her like romantic life, which is kind of a lot of fun. So yeah, it's definitely a cool read. And I definitely agree with Dan. The narrator makes 
oh, every yes. difference because I mean, Ready Player One, read by Will Wheaton. You, oh come on, you just can't beat that. <laughs> You're not going to beat that, you dude. Can't beat that, man. No, Will Wheaton is fan. It's fantastic, dude. I mean, it's. I know, like for Joe Hill, he uses the same narrator for all of his books, which is smart. Oh, Joe! She knocks it out the park, dude. That dude, he's Joe. something else, man. He has written my all-time favorite like comic graphic novel series, which is Lock and Key. So he can it's do it. so good, dude. Lock and Key is oh so good. I haven't what? finished it yet. I haven't finished it yet. Don't watch a TV series. Like if you if you truly love the comic book series, don't watch the Netflix series. I won't. That's what I've heard. I actually watched the first episode and I was like, mm, no. It was the kid, the kid that's an it. Yeah. I, I, he just he just took me out of it completely. I'm looking at a kid that's probably, I don't know, 11, 12 years old, talking like he's like six years old or something. It was, I could yeah. not get into it whatsoever. Well, see that, yeah. I'm going to say this to Steve. They change the crime that happens at the beginning so crazy that I just could what? never get into it. It's supposed to be a gruesome, disgusting oh crime, dude. Like, in the comic, at least. Like, the thing that happens to the mom in the comic doesn't happen. Oh, well, then it's a different story. So then, like, you don't really see the reasoning as to why she gets big into alcoholism again and all of her. Yeah. Like, it just, like, you take that part away. You just don't. I mean, like, I know, like, it's gruesome and a shock value, but that drives the story. The whole story, dude. Especially what happens to the mom. And like she's I don't even think she's in the house in the TV series when it happens. No, yeah, you can't ch- I understand why they would want to change it. I get yes. it. I yes. totally get it. You yeah. can't though. You can't. That's well, an yeah. essential part of this the the show. Uh, and I think the story. I think this show was marketed towards like a younger audience, so obviously yes. you can't do that. But I mean then just to just do a different property, I guess. Cause that's, I don't know, man. Cause like the end, what happens to the end to that guy in the comic, just, you're like, this was earned. This was, I can't wait earned. to, I can't wait to get to the end because so far Joe Hill has not disappointed me. He has a, he has a bit of an issue just like his dad with finishing stuff. Like the end is the end of his stories are fine, but they're never as good as they could be. They could be crazy, but I haven't re- finished Lock and Key. Good, good. I've never been more satisfied with an ending than I was with Lock and Key. Okay, well, then I can't wait. Because yeah. I know for Fireman, he didn't end it the way that... Uh, but it's, but you know what's funny? The Parasite book I read, the ending did the whole... You read 500 pages, and at the end they do. They're like, what I realized is this wasn't the end. It was just the beginning. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then it's like, yeah. I was like, come on. This isn't uh this isn't based on the movie though, right? No, it's it's based on it's like it's about it's about there's a it's a future where people uh you know, we become so sanitized where we wipe down all the counters and crap that we end up uh anything gets us sick. Anything gets us sick. So they be, they they uh develop a parasite that makes it so that you will never get sick. And the parasite will always take the sickness and you're fine. But the parasite gets sick of being a parasite and says, I'm going to climb to the brain and start controlling these people. But then at the end, I knew when there was like 20 pages left, I was like, how are they going to wrap this up? But they're like, if you want to know more, go to volume two. I said, wrong, (laughs) wrong. 
<laughs> not happening. I was so freaking mad, dude. I was like, I should have looked because on the it literally said part one of three or six series, and I'm like, I should have now. I will. I don't do series. Your I ass not. got TikToked right there. Follow me for part two, dude. <laughs> And I was so freaking mad, but all the, so now I don't do volume ones of whatever. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not reading. I'm not reading. If one thing is 400 pages, I have to read what? 1200 pages to get this full story. No, dude, you are out of your freaking. Give me a one shot. There we go. That's it. That's yes. all we need. And mm-hmm. that's so far with, uh, cause I watched Nosferatu, a part of it on, on, was it Shudder? I, feel I think like Shudder it was on Hi-Fi. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. I think it was on sci-fi. Oh, sci-fi, yeah. So far, the book is a hundred times better than the show was. Like, the book is incredible. Yeah. I mean, I love it, dude. I absolutely love it. But uh, anyway, back to Dan. Dan, what are you watching, brother? Yeah, yeah, let's get to that. Speaking of Netflix, I think we can talk about one show probably for the rest of the show because oh I know how I feel about it. And the show that I watched and I know that you guys watched, I don't know if you finished Steve, but I think that Paul has have. is dead to me on Netflix. Oh my God. Holy cow. Dude. Season two, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, listen, listen. yes, listen, exactly. My yeah. words, exactly. Review done. I, <laughs> you know, for like anybody, and I know this is still an issue for people, you know, like movie execs or stuff that feel like they need to pay you know, feel like women don't need to make as much money as like their male actor counterparts. Wrong. I think all you need to do is just show them the second season of this and be like, eh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. pay a money. Like, let's, Dude. Get it, let's get it equal. Come on. Holy. Here's the thing. Here's the, what they've been doing with this season is dropping. What I love is they drop hints. But it's not one of those things where, like, keep on watching and you'll know what happens. We now know that certain things are wrong with one of the characters. One of the characters has an issue. Major flaw. That we, mm-hmm. Major flaw. We don't know what it is, but occasionally she's doing self-harm and stuff. But they don't string it out. They're just like, well, you'll always learn more about this character. And I love that. And then there was, I didn't, until we started talking about the show... On this podcast today, um, Married with Children, the guest person that showed up, I, oh didn't, my even God. I didn't even connect it until today. Holy I was like, shit, oh I didn't God. either until just right now. <laughs> Perfect. Oh I, didn't, oh I didn't get it either. I didn't get I was like, that's the Sons of Anarchy lady. There we go. That's what I thought. Then I was just like, freaking, I just thought about it. This conversation, I said, oh shit. my God. Holy crap. <laughs> What I mean, a, like, it's a reunion. And the casting director needs to get an award. Dude, for like everybody listen. that they casted, like even as uh, James Marsden's mom, the fucking uh, lady from Six she Feet was Under. Great. Six Feet oh, Under, she yeah. was great. Oh, everybody was great, man. Everybody. James Marsden has always been a hit or miss person with me. Um, lately, it's been hit after hit, but... I got a little worried because at one point in time they were casting him to be Jesse Custer and preacher. And I was furious about it because I just couldn't see him. Might've been good. I think he he has found exact. Maybe that's the thing is that, you know, he's, he's definitely found like his, his, um, his, not that he didn't have acting chops, but I mean like what everything that he's in now, he's just so goddamn good. And before I just really couldn't, I don't know what it was. 
it was something I couldn't get into him for. But now that I'm thinking about it, the way that he can kind of change personality <sighs> and, and be hard, you know, he can be like this goofy guy. Then he can be kind of, not, I don't know, scary, but I don't can, know if he can do Jesse Custer, but I'd be willing to check it out now at least. Well, I, I think oh, he needs no. to be arrested. I think he needs to be arrested for stealing the second season and in, in, in bits and parts. Cause I mean, dude, Steve and I were talking about it. Like, and, and, and Dan, you, you definitely kind of hinted on it. Like he does a 180 from whatever he was last season. And you're just right. falling in love with who he's playing. You're like, Oh my God, I'm rooting for this guy. Like you, you get your shit in order, dude. You, you, you get that happy ending. Do it. You know, exactly. Like- you're rooting for it. You're like, okay, but I know that his happy ending will affect our wonderful stars. So you're like, oh, do I want him to get his happy? It's like, do I want him to, to get this happy? It was when he shows up, their faces, I'm like, right there, they're great actresses. Oh. Because they react exactly the way you are supposed to react. And one of them kind of comes out of it because she realizes what happened. The other one is like, what the hell am I looking Like, what am I looking at right now? What is it's so and you're right, the casting is fantastic. Even the the grown-up kid, the uh the, the teenage kid, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He is amazing at doing his little annoying, cursing, crazy, uh, and to the point that I'm like, I love this kid. I love this kid. He's fantastic. Just a great show, dude. Now, Steve, did you watch the whole thing? Sure did. Okay, good. So I say that we go full spoiler on this if we want okay. to. Let's, okay. Let's do it. Right. So you've been warned, ladies and gentlemen, full spoilers, okay? So we're just going to talk about it. We're not going to break the entire series down for you, but we're just going to start throwing out things that we like. Guys, I got to tell you, that, what did you think of the ending, first of all? <laughs> oh, my God. It would have been one thing, but when you saw the bottle next to him, I was like, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, come on. You didn't do that, dude. Come on. Like, I was so In- upset for him. You know what I mean? Like, No. So great though how they made the stop sign a character in the story. Oh, you know, dude. we finally get our dude. stop sign, and then bam! I love the way that ended, man. I think that um, this kind of show, much like say, now they're not the same, but much like something like Ozark, is my kind of show because I love shows where like you fix one problem and the next one pops up immediately. It's like trying to plug up multiple holes in a leaking boat or something like that. Yes, and mm-hmm. I love what I love about shows. What you just said. I want them not to be forced. Don't just throw in another problem. Right. Like Ozark is a, yeah, when you start doing that thing, problems will come because you're doing exactly. So these people set up a thing where it's going to be an endless set of problems because of what you did. And so I love, because some shows will just keep throwing, and you're like, okay, I get it. Their life is cursed pretty much. But this is like, no, you just did a thing. And so these things are going to start happening, especially when you did a thing to a very, very influential family. This is going to happen. Probably best not to mess with the Greek mafia. No, listen, <laughs> don't do that. I, I worked at a Greek restaurant. You don't. You just don't. Don't mess with them. You don't do that. But no. I, I think my biggest jaw on the moment, jaw on the floor moment to me was, um, who was the love interest for Linda? Was her name Michelle? I love the actress that plays her. I Natalie she, Morales. Natalie and- Morales. Oh, my God. When they're making out at home and they got that song playing 
and, and they get into her bedroom, the door closes, and then the fucking detective walks into the same <laughs> I house. I was like, what? And the song, like the song literally like does like a track stop and gets slower and you're like, holy shit. But that detective, tell me at the end of season two, you're not behind that goddamn detective. I was on her team in that car when she's talking to Christina Applegate. Like, yep, I love you. That I was such you. a good part. It's uh, played by Diana Maria Rivas as Anna Perez. I yeah. love that because, you know, the whole season and last season, she's hard. And she she just hates Judy, hate fucking hates her. Now she has even more reason to hate her. But when she was able to kind of just drop that and go, you know, I'm just I'm just tired of being a cop. Like right now, I don't want to be a cop. I just want to be a human being. That was some of the finest acting of the season. I think she was. I love the fact that she said, like Christina Applegate was explaining to her, um, you know, this is what happened. He came to my house. That triggered her because she's like, my I my uh, mom was killed by someone attacking her. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. And she's like, we need more mothers like you that are willing to go full force. Now, mind you, she doesn't have the whole story. Right. (laughs) Things are left out. Whole story. But I think um, I love the fact, like at the end, do you think Cardellini saw him? I don't think so. You don't think she saw him at the corner of her eye? I don't think that's the case. And as she becomes more conscious, she'll look back in flashbacks and say, I think I saw him. Maybe they Mm -hmm. can do something like that. But like, when I watched it and I kind of looked for that, he backs up. There's a bunch of smoke, if you will, that's blocking her view. And she's just still trying to get her wits about her. And she's, you know, and checking on Jen. So he gets away. It's now a hit and run situation. It's kind of gone full circle, you know, without the death. But no, I don't think that she knows what's up. I think that's well, going to be the premise. The of cameras the do. The cameras know. That's true. The that's street true. cam. The, yeah. Yeah, cameras. the street yeah. cam. And you are know gonna who's going to give him the information is going to be Karen. Yes. Nosy Karen, played by Susie Nakamura. She's really good for what she does. I mean, like, she's kind of an annoying character, but she does it very well. Yeah. Or here's what I think might happen he's going to get caught, um, or by maybe either Karen or one of the girl, one of our wonderful leading ladies. And they're going to say, I'll tell you what, if you help us with this body situation, we won't tell what happened. In this, because you're part of a big family, we won't say you were drunk driving, hit two women, and left. You help us with this body thing, where it's like, okay, well, I'll get you through this if you don't make this any harder than it has to be. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought maybe there was going to be a way to try to keep his twin brother alive in the essence that maybe he was the one that hit him, but I totally forgot about the body being found. But also, going on your point, I think. Oh my God, like the way the the relationship between Chris, Christina Applegate and Linda played out. Oh, dude, dude. Dude, when like it ends, when season two ends with Christina Applegate ready to make her the guardian of her kids. Yeah. That just like, like, wow. Dude, like I I don't care. You can you can bring up um, True Detective Woody Harrelson and, and uh, Matthew McConaughey. No one can beat the chemistry of these two leading actresses right now. They just they are amazing. They got something that you just can't can and reproduce. They're just on Absolutely fire. Absolutely. And I love the fact that Christina Applegate is a, is a terrible person. Mm-hmm. She's just mean. Mean and, as hell. But the, the, the thing is, she knows she's mean. And so it drives her crazy that Linda or, uh, you know, uh, that Linda won't, I keep on calling her Linda Carlini, 
Judy. Uh, Judy, Judy will not react to her. She's like, why are you so nice to everybody? This world sucks. And I see the worst part of myself reflected in how good you are. Every time I'm around you, you just remind me how terrible I am. And it sucks until finally she confronts it outside. And, you know, when she gets in front of that car, she's like, no, 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 no. You need to you need to feel something today. But notice after she finally lets it all out, she's a different woman. L- uh, Judy's different. Oh, yeah. After that, she's different. She's like, okay, I understand that I do this thing too much and I need to stop doing it. And you can see it reflected in the next meeting with her mother, where she's like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah. No. And I got to say, especially during like quarantine and pandemic, never ever have I related more to someone crying while eating pudding than I did to <laughs> Judy. You know what I like? Give her all the awards right now. I don't give a shit. Just do it. And like, and I think it's funny because, you know, you say Christina Applegate plays a terrible person and she does. And we, I think we all agreed that we hated the detective. And it's funny. The detective is actually on the right side of the law. Like she's the one we like, it, it just shows the brilliance of the writing, how we can relate and cheer for these people on the other side of the law and hate the people doing the right thing. Like it's it's just brilliant. Like these writers are brilliant at their craft to make such a compelling show. Totally. Totally. We're like totally in love with these characters, but they're straight up criminals like multiple times. Yes. No money laundering to (laughs) murder. It's just like like, uh, the Sopranos and Dexter. They made you say you're rude and the wire. They're like, you don't want, you don't want Stringer Bell to get caught. You no. want Stringer Bell to get away with it. You want all these guys to get away with it. You don't want Dexter getting caught because they they tie you in with these people. And they did a great job in this one, too. These guys are straight up murderers. No questions asked. And especially but, Judy at the end. She finds the money in the frames. You're like, yeah, you earned this. You got it. Like, that's good for you. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. That's totally illegal. Yeah. <laughs> They're Massive criminal. felony. Yes, they are. And I, but I just love how, again, all of it just are, you know, they made you love these characters so much that you're willing to, to look over all the terrible things they're doing and be like, yeah, but they're good people. And Judy legit is mm-hmm. like, she's a legit good person that got into a terrible situation. And I love how they also showed how hard it is to be a mom when all she needed to do is be a mom for a day. Remember all the whole season she was looking for a baby? She was like, oh, look at these babies. I can't have children. She was a mom for a day and was like, this is for the birds. Yeah. This she got thrown crap. into hard. <laughs> she, inherited, she inherited a family and all this shit. Nothing. She, she just woke She's up like, and suddenly oh, she was a guardian. Oh, my God. And speaking, yes. of, speaking of birds, they need to keep an eye on that little neighbor girl that fucking Dude. murdered the bird. You need, to keep, sociopath. you need to keep her under lock and key, man. For real. <laughs> so she's a, she is a straight up murderer. Oh my God. She's a straight up murderer. A fucking but slender yeah, she, man. Uh, it was so good. Dude, <laughs> this season was so good. I loved this season so much. I thought it was a perfect show. Almost to the point, if they said we can't do this show anymore because it's too emotionally taxing, I would say I totally get it. Which is How funny. do you do that? Which is funny you say that because I think Christina Applegate needed to get therapy after the first season. I imagine so. 
Like I think I mean, she the should. way that she's able to pull that crying out of her oh. is such a talent to begin with. But I often wondered that too. Like, were you able to stop crying when they said cut? Because she goes Ooh. so hard. I would say her and Florence Pugh are probably the two best criers in Hollywood right now. I mean, they're amazing at what they do. Christina Applegate is like, I don't know what it is about her because she just looks like a ball of stress all the time. And with good reason. I mean, she starts mm-hmm. off the beginning of season one, her husband's dead, but she feels guilty about it. And like we've been saying the whole time, maybe she is a terrible person because she does learn about herself as we go along, you know, but she, the way that she can just like radiate that anxiety and, you know, and she does it with just like multiple uses of the F word or, or just these moments where she just tells her, shut the fuck up. You know, (laughs) I just love that about her, but she's so hard. And you know how they say like opposites attract, right? So you have Linda Cardellini who's so sweet and and forgiving and sees the good in people, but maybe a bit clingy. It just works so well. I got to ask, they're both fantastic, but do you have a favorite character between the two? Either Julie, Julie. How about you, Steve? (sighs) That's so hard though. Yeah, I would say I got to go with, I think, Christina Applegate. Like, the fact that she is so, she is, I, I'm going to give it to her. She's the best crier in Hollywood. And the nearest, like you said, Eve, whoever you put a second, right at this very second is a distant second. Because she has been crying for the last two seasons straight. And this one that last scene with with the cop, how she just broke down mm-hmm. what had happened in her life. I got to go. Christina Applegate is my favorite character. No question. Yeah. I, I can't turn down the crying into pudding, though. I, I just can't. Oh, that, yeah, that was just too real. <laughs> I'm just so totally. partial to Linda Cardellini. Dude, she's just – she's girl next door. Like, you feel like you have a chance with her. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, dude, I feel like she could get me. I will say sense. that I have a full on crush on Linda Cardellini. Oh, that's what I'll say. I have been this way ever that. since uh, Scooby Doo when she played Velma. Oh, like, oh my no, God. I wow. never looked at Velma like that before. Hey, I'm just telling the truth, you know. And then also, uh, I know you didn't see Green Book, Steve, but she was great in that too. She, I mean, everything that she's in, she's fantastic. In. Even Age of Ultron. Come on, I just, I just don't think she's like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. I kind of try <laughs> to forget about that movie in general, but. Um, I think that, uh, I don't know if she's done her best work yet. And that's kind of exciting to me because I didn't expect her to put in the performance that she did last season. And she comes back, same person with a different drive. Fantastic, man. I just love the story arc, everything about it. There's not one bad actor in this, period. No. No. No, not Uh, not at all. Do you have anything else to say about it? I don't. I'm just just excited for, uh, I'm totally excited for season Three, especially with the son with the note or with the letter. Like, I need, like, that's what I thought they were leading up to. I thought they were going to pull up to the house and he was just going to be like trashing everything. Like, I know the truth. Like, fuck you, mom. You know, but they're excited to see the stop sign. And then they get like that. I thought it was leading up to like the big reveal being like the son knows what happened and that's going to be the fallout in season three. So I was completely, literally T-boned like the lead characters at the end of season two <laughs> as to what happened. I got, you know what? His, that kid's name is uh, Sam McCarthy, by the way, that plays her son, Charlie. Yeah, he really turned in a great performance, man. Like yeah. 100% convincing. I love his story too, how he's just this kid with trouble. He's still in cars. Last season, he stole a gun or he had a gun anyway. Um, 
And also, I don't think we gave any attention to Brandon Scott, who plays Nick on the show, who used to see the cop, the one that was seeing uh, Judy for a little bit, who's like super yeah. bitter now. I like that whole thing, too. I don't think that they've really worked him out of the story yet. I want to see what they do with him next season. By the way, did anyone know that he raps? No. Brandon Scott and Malcolm Barrett have a, a rap group called Funhouse that just came out. I think it was like two years ago. But that's the oh, other wow. part. Yeah, that's the other guy. Malcolm Barrett and, and uh, Brandon Scott. And I think I forget what their names are, but. Cause I, I've heard it just a little bit, but I didn't know that. Another little fun fact I picked up yesterday. I did not go. know that. <laughs> there you go, man. Take it, run with it, share it with people and stuff. Okay, let's do ratings then. Guest mm. of honor, Mr. Paul Hart. Oh my what do you god. Give us? Oh, so hard. Like like Steve said, it's almost like a perfect season. And you know what? I, d- I definitely felt that way. I, god damn, I'm gonna give it. Oh my god, I'm gonna give it five out of five stop signs. That's what nice. I'm going to do. Newly constructed. Like oh my, and that stop sign scene where she's confronted with that piece of shit from the last episode, like from the last season and any season, any, any other, any other show, I think that character would have cowered like, oh shit, he has power. But she fucking stepped on the gas and put her fucking foot on his nuts and just gave it to him. Like, I, oh my God. Yeah. So I'm going to give it five out of five convincing stop signs. Nice. Okay. Steve. Um, I will give it four four out of five burnt Mercedes. <laughs> so we gave. I'm not a. That's a great rating, but I'm curious about something. So two different types of shows. Last week you gave Dave a five out of five. What is it about this one that doesn't get the five? Um, the the Dave the thing that sent Dave over the edge is like they didn't have a Gata episode. Where yeah, it was like all point. of a sudden it turned into a different show. Where it's like, this is a show about something real now. Oh my God. And they didn't shy away from it. That's the big thing being like, yeah, this is me. That it didn't have a Gata episode. A Gata episode will turn your show from, you know, a four to a five. For me, personally. That's a, no, that's a good point. I mean, that was my standout episode as well. Uh, Paul, did you watch Dave? I have not yet. No, I plan okay. on doing well, I know that. I know you've heard week. us talking about it. At, yeah, I know you've oh, heard us talking about it ad nauseum. But yes, do yourself a favor and watch it. Yeah, no, I'm uh, definitely excited. All right, I will rate this one. Um, I'm kind of in between. I'm going to go with a 4.5 out of five murder birds. Love it. I was going to say that too. <laughs> I, I just didn't know how to concoct too, it. I was like, yeah. how do you? Do? Yeah, I was like, how do you say a wooden? Is it a rock bird? I, I didn't know. know. <laughs> I didn't know if it was, I didn't want to say, you go into it like clay, possibly wood uh, with a broken tail. Yeah. It's just a murder bird. Like the murder bees, it's a murder, it's a murder bird. bird. Yeah. Great show, hey, man. man. I got, I got to get out of here, man. Okay. All right, Steve, why don't you uh, sign off then? People, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard from me. You've heard all the talking you need from me. These next two amazing gentlemen are going to take you into the galaxy of greatness. Enjoy the wonderful ride of the great space coaster with Paul and Dan. Love y'all. Peace out. <laughs> All right, Steve. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Have a good day. Well, Steve had to sign out a little bit abruptly, but that's what he does sometimes. And I get it. He's got a, he's a busy man. He's got shit to do. He's got lives to save and things like that. So let me go ahead and just end the show right now because Paul, I want to thank you so much for coming on, dude. You know that we had such a great time in Chicago and, um, 
I just love talking to you, dude. When I said earlier that you were America's sweetheart, I'm like kind of <laughs> serious about that because everyone I know loves Paul Hart. And you uh, too, ladies and gentlemen, will love this man if you join up with the Heroes of Noise podcast community and just start chatting away with him. He's fantastic, wonderful human being. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Paul. Oh, I definitely, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm horrible at compliments, but I mean, you, you know, know. I am too, man. I, I told everybody at uh, C2E2, I got, you know, whoever said never meet your heroes is, you know, they're kind of full of crap. So <laughs> it, it was great meeting everybody. Yeah. No, I just, I love a great conversation. I can never steer away from one. So I definitely thank you for making me part of the community and uh, yeah, for just always having an ear out listening, man. You're, you guys are great people. Awesome. You want to tell everyone where they can get a hold of you? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of sad that Backcast has definitely gone on the back burner a little bit. Movies from the Heart has kind of gone up. Um, just got an Endgame episode with the fantastic gentleman from my one black friend, my one white friend up. Uh, we talked Endgame from Avengers for the one-year anniversary. And for the teacher and me, we are doing books from the heart, which Dan has been helping uh, edit and put out. So that has been kind of a labor of love. So Such a great show. Yeah, those are a lot... I, I get to I, I get to do my best imitation of Mr. Rogers on that show. I get to be my K four teacher self, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I get the thumbs up from my daughter Hazel. She's a big uh, Mr. Rogers fan too. Yes, thanks to Hazel for making an appearance on the show. By the way, she kind of upstaged you a little bit, Paul. No offense. That hey, I mean then you know what? Then then I'm doing my job as a dad. Then I'm right doing on, my man. job as a dad. I. <laughs> I did like she had the headphones on, but she I heard she busted out the Hey Bud joke, which made me proud. Yeah. And she didn't miss a beat either. So the kids oh. got talent. Future comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, it was great having you, brother. Um, you know, I love you, man. And you are welcome back to the show anytime you want. Awesome, man. I can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes another episode of Heroes of Noise. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. I don't know who we're going to have next week. It's going to be a surprise. How about that? My name is Dan Ramirez. Steve Hudson just hung up. The wonderful Paul Hart still here, but he's going to say bye too right now. Say bye, Paul. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. Peace.